Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and landed episode number 155. And yes, Adam, it does take more than a man like you to get between Rose and the Doctor. It takes a Cyberman. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? I'm good. Well. Good. Back's better. That's good. But I'm pretty tired tonight, so <laughs> forgive me if I'm not very energetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drugs, tired. It's just a balance, yeah. Yeah, I'm not drugged up tonight, so. That's a plus. <laughs> so there's that. If I had the right drugs, it could would, be you, fun. would you like to be? <laughs> I know a guy. Not that we're advocating that. <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> what, is, what, is, what is it? Bill Nye should says we, on. Uh, should we start over now? <laughs> what is it? Bill Nye says on Love, Love Actually. Actually. Don't kids don't, don't kids don't, don't do drugs. Don't, don't buy drugs. Don't buy drugs. Become a pop star. Don't give them and to you for free. Just give them to you for free. We watched that last night, as a matter of fact. We watched. We, we've been watching little bits of it. We haven't sat down little and watched all of it. How can you watch little bits because of that movie? It's so good. Because we, we just watched it a couple months okay. ago, so it's all very fresh. So, to like us. Holly, who is the usually in bed by midnight because she just, you know, or she just sleeps. She's all the a pumpkin. Time. She loves to sleep, <laughs> and she doesn't stay up very late very often. Well, we were wrapping gifts last night. I guess I'll start with what I did this week. We were wrapping <laughs> gifts last night, and because Caitlin. Oh, this is this is so wonderful. Caitlin's like, "Can I wrap some gifts?" Absolutely, but you, but I'm pretty particular. I'm like, I'm a little anal about that kind of thing. So I said, "Okay, you wrap one. If you do well on it, I'm gonna let you wrap more." <laughs> well, she takes after her dad. She did a fantastic job. A little guidance, but well, by me, but a little guidance. So she does a fantastic job. So I say, yeah, "Wrap away." So we're like, Holly and I are over drinking wine and going, "Yeah, you wrap those gifts." So we're, <laughs> we're gonna so sit we, here and watch we TV. watched. We watched. Well, we watched uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and I think we watched... Uh, Which, the animated? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, we not the movie. I guess the, I guess the live well, action she, is she Dr. Seen seen the, movie. the Grinch. Yeah, she, she hasn't seen the movie, and she she wants to, so she can see it. But anyway, um, uh, we watched another Christmas show. Uh, oh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Because so, we watch Christmas movies when we were at presents. And we had to do kid-friendly ones because... Holly and I the last few years have been watching Love Actually, and you cannot watch your, let your 10-year-old watch <laughs> Love is, Actually. It is rated R. So, well, specifically Martin Freeman's scene. <laughs> and scenes. And so and anyway. Good Queen Bess. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I told Holly last night. I said, uh, that girl there? It's Queen Bess. <laughs> anyway, uh, so she did a great job. So, Which is wonderful it. because when you get a 10-year-old to be, uh, at the age where she can wrap gifts and she likes to do it and we don't, it was fantastic. I think I wrapped two. Holly wrapped one. Caitlin wrapped like seven. So <laughs> we got almost all of our. What we have brought, bought. We have almost all of the Christmas gifts wrapped now. But anyway, we watch that. So by the time we got done wrapping, and Caitlin finally went to bed a little before midnight, I said we didn't watch Love Actually, and Holly said we still can. I said it's midnight, and she goes that's ah, okay. So we watched the Love Actually, and we were up until like three o'clock in the morning because it's a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. And uh, so we watched Love Actually last night. So we still got to watch it. Nice. Drinking a little more wine. Watching, <laughs> watching Love Actually. Speaking of Christmas movies, I, I don't know if I mentioned it last week that Fireplace for Your Home is no longer on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It is now. Oh, is it? Yeah. As is Santa Claus Conquers the Martian. Yeah. <gasps> Yay. Yeah, that's Netflix. So there's a uh, Fireplace video on Hulu, I noticed. 
Is there? I don't know if there's commercials. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. So you get five minutes into your fireplace, and then an ad for Pontiac comes up. <laughs> I, you know, it's just, I don't know. I have that's to, that's fire the American Christmas. See. Yeah, I'm going to have to fire it up and see. Anyway. Did you do anything else? <laughs> no, because I feel like we've just been here recently. <laughs> we were. It wasn't that long Because I talked about Mace, or uh, Caitlin's concert, band concert. and We should totally go two a week. <laughs> I don't, yeah. it, would make, it would probably mean shorter shows. It would be shorter we wouldn't change it and talk about what we did as much. Uh, I, you know, I, Although I think I did more than we, we wrapped presents and we did some Christmas stuff and we played Sorry and that was yeah it was just kind of a family weekend this weekend so that's all we did not much worked that's what I did what you guys do I worked a lot um, still working on editing you're like a broken record yeah <laughs> she, she of course she, I am too well hung out with the family worked. She, she had a very uh, a very a, a very nice outstanding piece of good news which is that her, her company name is now trademarked which is awesome for her it also means that I now get to go back and undo <laughs> all of the work that I did up to this point in this editing project so that I can add a parenthesis and a capital R <laughs> and a parenthesis to make it put up the registered trademark in all of the places where I used her name and then go back and re-render and re-export and re-finalize uh, and just 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 add an R. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't take do much that. time, does it? Yeah, I can do it. You can't do that on the done product and then just no, re-render the done product. No, why not? No, doesn't work that way. Yes, I could make it work. You that could way. add it. Oh my God! Yes, I would make product. it work I that I way. I don't have the ability to make it work. That oh my gosh! I would never go back. So to couldn't you just take the done product and then do whatever effect you used? Put the text on there to begin with. No, because I no because I created a title sequence as part of the product and then so exported then you, it to use that title in a different program for the editing. I, I use one program for for titles because it's easier and cooler. So then you just make another title editing. and overlay the. Just do R. three titles. It not work that way. Oh, well, no. See, yeah. I'd have made it work. That, I can make it right. I, believe me, the laziest guy in the room can find a way to make it work. <laughs> he would have spent more time making it work that way than it probably would for I'd you find to do it, to it the way you're doing I would it. find another product to do it in and overlay it over with that one just because, all, okay, all it needs an R. I'll just overlay it here. Yeah. Uh, it was, it, just to make sure that it was the right font and color and it just, yeah, it's just easier to do it this way. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's great. It's just... <laughs> uh, okay, so that redo a lot. Um, we also did. Uh, pres- you know what I told? Though I probably wouldn't have done it. You know what I had done? I'd have told her, "Hell no, <laughs> <laughs> semester's over, lady. I'm done." <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I'd have done it. You're too nice. The, 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 now, the, you're now getting pay, uh, credited for no, it. Give, give me money I'm, for I'm it. I'm well give beyond that at this, this. point because I need. No, no, no. She's. You, oh, she's she's now now in charge. And as soon as she becomes an official company, I'd start instead of interning. I'd say, hey. I want some cash now. Paid internship. She, she wanted me to come take photos on Saturday, and I was like, what time? 8 a.m.? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I'm not available. I'm sorry. Um, but we also round up uh, a wrapping presents, and uh, we did not watch Christmas movies. We watched Doctor Who wrapping <laughs> presents. <laughs> Mel and I went back and watched Christmas episodes. No, we watched uh, we watched Brandon Morbius. Brandon Morbius. He was just told us that. I know. Oh, <laughs> we, we finally. Got, I guess listeners didn't know. Did we finally they? got caught up that. since we missed out on the uh, uh, Who with Friends. But and then um, we did watch. Do you guys like it as much as you remember? 
Morbius? Yeah. I love Morbius. I unabashedly, the more I watch it, the more it rises in my estimation. I don't care that it's Frankenstein. I don't care that it's a stupid brainstem. I don't care that it's. I, I really liked it. I, I, I just, I, I, I watch it and I marvel at the fact that Sarah Jane is awesome and she spends two episodes blind. But she is, does more <laughs> in those two episodes blind than most companions do in. I don't think you need to be an apologetic for it being Frankenstein because it's just it's echoes of Frankenstein. It's not Frankenstein. I mean, it really isn't. It's Frankenstein. No, no, no. Because no, 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 no. no. There's a, there's, oh, there's, there's, it's there's, echoes. There's ba- there's a basis there. There's, in that there's, there's a patchwork man. He gets driven off a cliff by fire. It's, yeah. there's, there's a scientist who there's created a, him who goes hunting There's about for him. three there's structural a, nuggets of Frankenstein, and all the rest of it is Doctor. It's, it's Frankenstein. And if you have not seen Brain of Morbius. At Barnes and Noble, half off right now because all be all British TV is half off. Oh, oh wow. really? Why didn't you say something? That's cheaper than when I get them when I work with discount. I kept forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> now we were just talking about. It. I was like, Man, I, I have should to go money. pick up Brain of Morbius. You should go pick up Brain of Morbius. I love Brain of Morbius. Love I should it. go get the um, love it. Theater Time season for fifty bucks now. Although, according to the Barnes and Noble website, Series Seven is not included in that. I, I bet if you could go in, I bet you could go into the store if they're doing the same thing and say, "Hey, this is a British, this is TV, a British TV," and they just go, "Oh yeah, you're right." Click, click, click. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Sorry, Doctor Max from Regal Geeks. He'll let you yeah. say, "Yeah, sure, no problem." <laughs> For you guys, anything. You're people who know people. <laughs> um, but I did watch. Um, what have I watched? Christmas wise, you said that it made me think of it. We watched um, Muppet Christmas Carol. We, well, we watched Muppet Christmas Carol tonight, which I've determined is. That and Mickey's Christmas Carol are kind of... I don't remember Mickey's. I, I love Mickey's, Mickey's Christmas. Christmas. Those, those are kind of my two quintessential Christmas Carol stories, other than the Doctor Who one. Those are, those are pretty much it. I don't like any Me of too, because I absolutely love Muppets and Disney, so those are the well, only ones I watch. You but. know, I was watching one of the bonus features, and they were talking about how they actually stayed truer to the book in Muppet Christmas Carol than any other ones. Yeah, they really did. And most, I was like, oh, Most of the dialogue is, is very... Now, the, the, di- you, the dialogue and the, and the music. The, I mean, the music translated yeah. from the book perfectly. Every, I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, the songs are all there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All it was like reading there. The Hobbit. It's all lyrics. And, <laughs> um, that's what I'm missing from the Hobbit movies is the sing songy stuff. But it's the, 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 the singing's there. It's just not sing songy. The problem is there's only the one, and then they called it good because The Hobbit, oh. there were songs all the way through the thing. And well, they've got two well, more movies two, two to more go. Movies, yeah. That's true. I haven't seen, I haven't seen Desolation of Smog yet. What was the other one that we watched? Oh, we watched Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh, but I love that movie. I love it. It's the only Ernest movie I can watch, but oh, Ernest Goes to Camp's no. all right. But. I even like Ernest Goes to Jail. That's definitely the downward spiral. That's where it spiral. starts Yeah. Um, all, only other one I remember is Scared Stupid. No. That well, that's that's horrible. horrible. Anything beyond... I don't well, remember that. I think Ernest Goes to Jail was bad, too, but... For me, anything beyond Saves Christmas was just Ernest horrible. Goes to Jail is the weakest of the Ernest trilogy. I only consider there's three Ernest. I know he made like 14, all right. oh, well, but there's the only an Ernest like trilogy. Straight to video. Those were the yeah. only three that actually went to the movie. And, and, and Ernest Goes to Jail. <laughs> I didn't realize any of them did. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, Ernest Goes to Jail is pretty much the Temple of Doom of the trilogy, but you, you kind of you, you let it go. I, to me, Ernest... Well, no, that was the <laughs> I really third like one. Temple of Doom. Yeah. So that's why Ernest Saves Christmas is it was really kind of the Empire Strikes Back of the trilogy. So, yeah. right oh, there, there you go. Yeah. I'll give you that. That's probably a better analogy. Okay. We'll go with that. I'm, I'm easy. We'll go that route. Well, because and, it's actually the second film. And then we watched the uh, the animated Grinch. So, but we haven't watched Love Actually yet because I've been kind of waiting for that time frame when I we have two hours mm-hmm. that are not... I think Wendy like two hours, 15, I is think. pretty much convinced that we've lost our minds and that we don't watch anything but kids stuff at the house. <laughs> because every time she walks in the room and Mel and I have a moment, we're probably watching Justice League. 
which is animated. <laughs> which to or, somebody who doesn't know better, and she you just walk in the room and there's a cartoon on. Or Katrina's there, so she's watching Caillou. She's got this weird fascination with Caillou yeah, all Mason, day, Mason all that. day. Caillou, I was like, okay. Yeah, Mason um, went that too. I'm sorry, Caillou's a freaking looking little bald kid. He scares me. <laughs> um, I was like, Caillou? Mm, okay. Um, oh, I have a story to about Katrina. I'm just a kid. Is this the paper roll story? You should tell that one. Too. I should tell that one because that was pretty funny. <laughs> Mel was rapping at Friday Night Who, and um, uh, had uh, uh, she. I, I made Mel promise long, long ago because she had a trash can, one of those fifty-five gallon drum plastic trash cans, full of wrapping paper, different rolls of wrapping, all Christmas wrapping paper. And I had to put the manly foot down and say, "You're not allowed to buy any more wrapping paper to use up some of stuff." I had to tell Holly that last year because she always buys it after Christmas, mm-hmm. and we've got wrapping paper that we've been wrapping gifts in for seventeen, years. 20, twenty years. So she was very unhappy about it. But I said, you, "You don't need it. You don't need to go buy paper. You got paper at home." Every time we go out, oh, I want it. No, <laughs> you got paper at home. So we've been same thing for the last literally five years running. We've been wrapping gifts in the same paper. Everybody's complaining. The kids are complaining. Hey, the paper is this again? But yes. Deal with it. <laughs> you know why? You know why we're still wrapping paper in the same Christmas? Because she buys new paper and I open it because I get so tired of the old paper. So I'm wrapping it in the new stuff and she's wrapping the old stuff. We got to get rid of the old stuff. Have at it. I'm wrapping the new stuff. This is pretty, you know. But now, I'm, now I'm like, okay, wait a minute. We've gone way too far. You cannot buy any more wrapping paper. So this this Friday night, Mel's wrapping presents and getting through everything. And it's not that there's a lot of stuff under the tree. They're just all really big boxes. So she's ecstatic because she's going through rolls of paper, just <laughs> ring, ring, and she's got like five tubes piled up over here. That well, because she empty. knows that if she gets rid of old paper, you'll let her she start buying paper again. Yeah, she knows. You know what's brilliant? They start. They're, they're selling half rolls. Hmm. So it's this, the length is half, but I don't think it's it, it's just as much paper, but it's half the size. Oh, that's cool. for the small so the for the smaller roll yes. is cut in half. Yeah. Oh, that's cool for like books and DVDs. You and said stuff. half, and I thought who uses that? But yeah, well, yeah it's half this way, not half. You, you have, have to, to cut, cut it all the yeah. way across, and then you've got this, and you got to find something that's the size of the other half. Yeah. No, 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 no. I agree yeah. with that. Just yeah. I thought I thought. Yeah. 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 See, that's yeah. genius. This one is in, in particular is stupid because it's really thin. It's ba- it's, just, it's just bad, it's bad foil paper. No, no, but the yeah, size but is perfect. The size is perfect. Pose. Okay. The sound you didn't hear was Glenn taking a picture. I put my phone on silent so it wouldn't sit there and buzz on us all night and beep. And oh, you mean like normal? And- um, I'm pretty sure some of. Although these- I haven't done The Sims for a long time, <laughs> I just uninstalled it on this and said it's not going to go. I'm zoom, zoom. pretty sure that some of the boxes under the tree were double wrapped this year, mm. just because she's that close <laughs> to getting done. Anyway, so she's got all these things, and she hands Katrina one of the tubes. To get her crack back. <laughs> she hands Katrina one of the tubes and says, "Watch this." And so Katrina puts out her mouth and starts because she apparently figured out that you can do that. So I because apparently Jesse earlier in the week did that and scared the crap out of her. <laughs> <laughs> So, so now that's all. So I put my mouth on the other end. She was amazed that it worked both ways, you know. <laughs> and then <laughs> she went to default for a kid with a roll of wrapping paper. What was the first thing you did with a cardboard tube as a kid? Lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> Hitting me over the head nonstop for ten minutes. Quack 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 quack, and she would giggle, and Mel would laugh. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, oh, it must be acceptable. Let me tell you, when you, you that's the problem. When a kid does something cute and yep. you laugh, and then it suddenly it's like that's all they want to do because you laughed at it. I, I'm I'm laughing along with it. I'm I'm carrying on. It's, it's great fun, but I can only be pummeled about the head and shoulders so much before <laughs> I've had my lips. Even by a hollow tube. Even by a hollow tube. It was a really good story about it. And then so I, I let it go and let it go and let it go. And then she hit me in the glasses and it's like, time for you to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so the other story that I had to tell you about Katrina is apparently Mel took her out to, uh, I don't know where they shopped all over this weekend, but um, went, one of the places had a Santa Claus. And so she sent me a picture of Katrina on, uh, on Santa's lap. And Katrina looks relatively un impressed with it. She, she, she's, it's <laughs> that, not that age is about right. She's not that she's you know scared of him. It's not that she's unhappy about it. She's just kind of like, eh, you know, it's a guy with a beard. And I made the comment to Mel. I was like, well, she doesn't look um, you know totally thrilled with that. And Mel told me afterwards, she says, oh no, this is her third time on Santa's lap. She's got it down to a science now because she sat on his lap and then came up to me and said, I sit, I get candy. Oh! <laughs> See now, that's a smart kid. Okay, here's the thing, Mason. Oh yeah, sure enough. So, so here's the thing with Mason. Mason, this is the first year that Mason has actually sat on Santa's lap. He's five years old now. This is the first year he's actually sat on Santa's lap. I don't know if you guys saw the Facebook post. I did see that. Yeah. Um, Which is funny because he was terrified of Santa Claus, and we've in the past managed to get him to stand next to Santa, sort of in front, (laughs) so that he's not so close. I was really surprised when you you posted that. And so, because yeah, all of our pictures of Mason with Santa are him near or in front of Santa Claus, and it's that real quick. Okay, we got to get this really quick. Well, what happened is now now Mason is also always been scared of cartoon of not cartoon cast. Uh, costumed characters, so he would never go anywhere near. To Chuck E. Cheese come in, he goes screaming off the other direction. Uh, okay, I had a thing about but, masks, so I so we went to Disney World last year, and we were so afraid of that that we had to, and it was it just pained me to have to do this because you wanted there to go there and be that magic, but I wanted pictures of him with characters, and so we had to sit down and say, now you know this is all make believe. This is you know there's actually somebody in a suit, which just ugh, I hated that. But no, there isn't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but so ruin this for me, But the best thing about that, that was week. he actually had a good time last year because he, when he he pieced that together, knowing that it's not this big scary monster, because an oversized mouse is going to be intimidating that somebody yeah. thinks it's an oversized mouse. When it's somebody dressed up having fun. It's okay, and he, and all of our pictures came out great with him and, and, and the, both kids. And we had some one pictures. So he was fantastic. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's a kid. He sounds like he's too grounded in reality well, in general. He, he sort of is, but I, so, I think that kind of opened him up a little bit, though, to kind of just let it to accept to, it. To, yes. So it was. I didn't think it'd instead be, of trying to figure out how was this. He welcomed the magic as yes. opposed to you know being too into the mystery of it. So the beauty of it is, Holly said, because I didn't go, she sent me that picture that I posted. Uh, they went into Dylan's. Now, when we went to Disney World, he'd go up and the, you know, the characters hold their hands out and he'd go up and give them a hug and that was the thing. When they walked in the door, the first thing he did is he went over to Santa and he gave Santa a hug. <laughs> and Holly said, oh, I think we've got a breakthrough here. So then she said, want to get a picture? And Mason said, sure. And he crawled up and sat on Santa's lap. So we were like, yes! Of course, now... He's five now, so in, you know the next couple of years is going to stop believing in Santa. So we've lost all that magic for the first four years, but whatever. 
Maybe he'll be a late it was comer a to the yeah. It was a not believing. Well, Caitlin, she still. I think she puts up a pretend front. I'm just. I'm just terrified that with Katrina's attitude, she's going to be running around to strangers. You know, I'll give you some candy if you get in the car. Okay. <laughs> I get in the car. I get candy. Yes, that's the way this works, right? I didn't mean to ambush your story. No, no, you're fine. But yeah, go, go, go sit on Stranger's lab. Okay, yeah. I get candy? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you which, do which, this is, week? which is kind of odd because Colton was giving her jelly babies at the, at the at the library thing, and she was kind of like, I don't know about this. And she wanted nothing to do with Colton. Yeah, she so. Was, we, had, we took the jelly babies. And we're like, that's okay to eat them. And she kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she just doesn't like jelly babies. Well. What made me think of that too is you couldn't have bribed uh, Mason because he doesn't like candy canes, and that's what all of the uh, Santa yeah, stand out that's all candy they canes. Out. Yeah, so couldn't have bribed him. I didn't do anything Christmassy. Oh, <laughs> you went and sat on Santa's lap. I saw the pictures. <laughs> Actually, we watched Argo. Ooh, <laughs> he's a year behind on all of the Oscar I know. films. You know why? Because I can get them at the library. Yeah, now. <laughs> you probably should start shooting for this year's films so that you've seen should. them by the time uh, February. Are they February this year? Or February this March? year. Okay, it's February. February. I'm just going to go back to the AMC. I'm going to go do the two day thing now. I'm tempted to go with you this year, so <coughs> maybe I'll do that with you guys. Depending on when it is, yeah, because it'll be another weekend off after Galley. I probably won't get to go. <laughs> I'll probably cherry pick and try to see something ahead of time. Because I think I saw something last year. Well, I've seen Gravity, so you know that'll be my dinner break. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Not that I wouldn't mind seeing it again. But. I was assuming it gets, it's getting nominated. Uh, it's gonna, <laughs> I think it'll get nominated. I haven't even seen it yet. And it's, it's gotten, it's gotten Here, a, quick, a lot of traction. Globes. It's quick, got a lot of traction. Quick, quick Oscar year. predictions for you. Captain Phillips, Gravity. Captain Phillips didn't get nominated for Golden Globes. So. It did not. It got snubbed. Captain, now, Captain Phillips and Gravity. It, uh, I think uh, Hanks is up for... Uh, uh, Best actor, or did he get the SAG nomination? I, think he got for it? I can't SAG remember which for one it was because, yeah, I'm a little worried this year, Sean. I'm behind on my good Oscar track because you know I might, you, I you might know have me. A, I might have a shot as 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 the awards start to roll up and, and get we get into award season. I'm right on top of it and I'm following along, and I have been off that loop, off that radar this year. So I'm going to do a lot of catching up. I think in the next two months, but just there's been so much Doctor Who and Christmas. Oh yeah, too much going on. So I'll probably start after the first of the year. I'm going to try after the first of the year get get back on board and start doing my charts and my graphs and my scheduling and my viewing. I'll wait till they're nominated and then figure out what you I want to see. You have a slide roll, don't you? Do you have an Oscar slide yeah, roll. an Oscar slide roll. Keith just comes in and picks out the ballot. It's, 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 it's like an old person voting in the Florida election. <laughs> punch, 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 punch. Yeah, that sounds good. Why not? I didn't do too bad Hanging last chads year. and all. Um, how was Argo? <laughs> what did you think, I guess? Uh, I liked it. I thought it was really well, really yeah. well done. Uh, I was really impressed by it. I don't know if it's... You never know if it was worthy of the best picture. No, no, no. I don't, you I don't, say that every time you see a I don't know if I enjoyed picture. it as much as other ones that were nominated. nominated. Uh, Life of Pi, better than Life of Pi? I would say it's on par. I think overall I enjoyed Silver Linings Playbook the most. I, see, I still haven't seen the that I've one, seen. So. I think I, I just, And I think I, part of that is I just went into Silver Linings Playbook with really low expectations. Mm. That's what a lot of people did, I think. But I really, I really liked... Um, the dedication that was put into Argo. I think it has absolute crap that he did not win Best Director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- agree. I, th- I think maybe maybe not Best Picture. Definitely he deserved, nominated. Yeah. I, he, he should have he been nominated. He deserved a nomination. Just the that. amount of work he did. Just I didn't even watch any bonus features. Just from watching it 
and seeing the end credits, how much work he went into mm-hmm. recreating it and making it look mm-hmm. like it was 1970s. Mm-hmm. Did such a good job of it. You know why Argo deserved the best picture? What? John Goodman. He was he's phenomenal in everything. <laughs> that's, that's, and and he, he should have had a best supporting actor. And he really because should have. He, it, it would have been just about as much time as he was on film as, Which, as uh, Dame Judy, Judy Dent Judith was. Six minutes. <laughs> but but yeah, that's that six to twelve minutes that he's on screen was phenomenal. <laughs> well, and what really impressed me, <laughs> and also, Adam Arkin, I agree. Yeah. Was Alan, was Alan. Adam's ben Affleck's son. role in it wasn't as big as I kind of expected. Like, he plays an important role, but there's no one star of this film. It's the best way to... Yeah. It's the best way to direct and star in a film. Yeah. To Agreed. do that, because... And he did a really good job You can focus a lot of behind the scenes and still act in the movie as well. I was also impressed Which by... Which is why he won't be able to direct Justice League. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's Batman. <laughs> I was also impressed by, the, by the, who they got for it and the fact that, really... The two Hollywood people were the only two actual Hollywood people in it, besides Ben Affleck. Everyone else is pretty much TV stars. Mm-hmm, that's true. Which uh, I was really that's impressed true. by. I was you like, did. hey, it's that one dude from there and there and there and there. I completely had forgotten and Although, didn't, didn't uh, realize that Even Brian Jerry Can- the Dentist uh, from, uh, from Bob Nair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, he will always forever be Jerry the Dentist. He will always be Jerry the Dentist from Bob Nair to me. I'm sorry. He, even when he opened that door at the embassy, I went, hey, look, it's Jerry. <laughs> Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, he was in the office across from Bob. And he, and Bob I, I, I didn't, didn't watch him. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The he guy from Alias. Be, he was an Alias, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about That's, that. I was like, oh, it's the guy no, from I Alias. Didn't watch oh, oh, I never, alias. I never I watched know. Alias, but I knew uh, who he was. Alias. I know it from Titanic. I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I love although, him in Titanic. Although Clea, yeah, he's still Jerry the Dinosaur. Clea has done movies, though. She mm-hmm. was one of the hostages, has done movies. She was an identity. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know who this is. The other guy was in Titanic. No, the, the girl. Yeah, the but he's done movies. Well, yeah, but okay. One of the top three of <laughs> yeah. all time. Come on. Yeah, he's barely in it. I mean, he's another one of those small yeah. roles in it. That happens a lot. But yeah, even Brian Cranston is a, becoming a big name. Because of Breaking Bad, but he's a TV actor. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. That's true. And like his his little his friend, um, his kind of second in command, is on a bunch of TV shows. I haven't seen him yeah, in any movies. Really, TV actors in it, but they all did a they all did a marvelous job. And speaking of TV actors, we watched uh, Womb today. Womb. Womb. <laughs> I'm glad we were both quite surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys not heard no, of this? W O M B. Yeah, it's the 2010 film starring Matt Smith and Eva Green. Where okay, off my radar. So the plot yeah, of this I movie. No idea what that was. Wait, the movie? It's was a it a movie. TV movie or was it a movie? Mm, movie? I, I think it was released in theaters. Oh, Matt Smith. Matt Smith <laughs> and Eva Green. Um, no clue. You don't know who Eva Green is? I know. I, know. Oh, okay. I had no clue about this movie, though. <laughs> um, so, there are two characters who meet when they're young. She moves away. She comes back. They fall in love. He tragically dies. And apparently Spoilers. It's, it's, it's the first 20 minutes of the <laughs> film. Right. Well, I don't need to see Womb now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if I you're going out of your way to watch Womb because Matt Smith's in it, guess what? <laughs> well, wait. Wait. <laughs> Spoilers. 
He does a really good job in it, by the way. Um, I, I expected them to have more time. Together. It wasn't even at 20 minutes, because if he dies 20 minutes in, I imagine when they started well, out, he's a kid. Okay, it might be 30 minutes So it's in, like, it's like, like, yeah, like, like he's in it all of 10 minutes yeah. before he well, dies. So. And then, apparently, it's far enough in the future where a genetic duplication is possible. So she gets impregnated with a clone of him. <laughs> Sorry. And, okay. then, and then raises him. That's what, it's a bizarre, that bizarre, terrible. It's a bizarre indie film. That's kind of creepy. So we do Very get Max Smith again after he dies. Oh, because it goes to him being in a, basically the same age. It's bizarre, and, and she's okay creepy. with him calling her mom at that age. Well, he doesn't know that he's a clone until he gets to that age. No, she's okay. Yeah, but she but was okay she, with calling her mom. She has some weird that? issues. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My only complaint with the film, really, is the fact that they didn't age her well enough. Mm. She looked pretty she, much the she same. She should as be quite a bit older than he, and then she's she still looks, looks pretty, pretty much young. the same. Mm. He does a, a film they couldn't get a good. Make I don't. Not. I don't know. <laughs> Although, if it's far enough in the future, where yeah, so if we have technology not, to clone he, people, he's not the only eh. clone. So that was kind of how I was able. But to if rationalize you have to it. rationalize it, it's they, not there was a no, good point. But <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in this where it's like, wait, what's happening? Wait, what's going on? Mm-hmm. It, he, there's a lot of great Matt Smith moments in it, and he parts I, parts you can tell where he's brought to the Doctor, and not just the way he's written. So, mm. if you're a huge Matt Smith fan, it's definitely <laughs> we're scratching your head at. All right. I'm assuming he did this after we'll he put that finished. on my Netflix, Netflix queue. I assumed he filmed it. It came out in 2010, so I assumed he filmed it after he filmed season five because he doesn't look that young. Mm-hmm. And there's a movie that came he was in that came out in 2011, so I'm assuming that he's these are the projects he's done in between. Okay, which movie he did in 2011 is on Netflix streaming. I don't think Womb is. It will be. <laughs> It's an I don't independent know. film. It'll probably make it to... And if it's trippy, it'll go to Netflix. There's a lot of trippy... Uh, if it's an independent films. trippy film or a documentary, mm-hmm. Netflix be will Netflix. be all yep. over it. It is not on Netflix yet. It will be. But it probably <laughs> will be. Not that I'm disparaging against Netflix. <laughs> it's a great outlet for trippy independent films. Yeah. I, I railed... Yeah, I don't know if you remember. I really railed against having to get Netflix. Because I had to no, get it for were, documentary class. And I was really... And I've well, really come you to... You were kind of eh about it until I moved in with you with Netflix. Yeah. And then you fell in love with it and you were fine with getting it for yeah, class. You didn't like that you had to. I didn't like that I had to. I'd much rather just rented them free from the library, but they didn't have them, so... Yeah. Well, Hulu, I've, made, I've made Hulu, my piece uh, with it. Plus <laughs> has uh, continued to... Um, yeah, get up there as far as uh, my uh, appreciation for having it, and they've added. What we we said there are three hundred and some episodes now. There, well, there was already three hundred and some. There was three hundred nine last week. So well, there's three hundred forty seven. I think you as of our last broadcast, it. I can't remember what it was. Let me double check now. Tons. Oh my gosh, tons. In fact, I watched a bunch this week. I watched the chase. I love that. I love that story. It's so good. Ian and Barbara's swan song. But they added forty seven. 
is what they added. They added 47 more, too. Okay, so there's, now, 109, so there's 150-something on there now. Now, we're talking episodes. 157. Yeah, now. we're not talking stories because, you know, some I stories are like six episodes. Or 300, 357, I'm sorry. 357 episodes. Episodes, okay. not stories. Not but, stories. There aren't that many stories. But, I mean, there's just a, a, a there's ukus of, of Doctor Who out in there now, and, and it's, they've far surpassed the number of stories that are on any other streaming media. So I am so excited. Again, I'll put the, the note out there that if anybody that's going to get Hulu Plus because they can watch Doctor Who on there, it, there are commercial breaks. There's just like watching them on Daily Motion or something like that. There's a commercial break. Now, Hulu Plus has done a nice job of, especially on some of the Hartnell ones where there were a lot of fade to blacks where they would cut and, and move locations and stuff. And the, the commercials are there at the fade to black. So it feels like a natural occurring commercial break. Now, I haven't watched anything... Um, in like the the third and fourth Doctor series that you've that, kind of been stuck in Hartnell. Yeah, well, that's just since, it yeah. because <laughs> oh, well, Adventures in Space and Time just it, it it warmed me to Hartnell so much that I'm going back. I've been going back and watching the Hartnell stuff now that's been showing up there on the plus. Um, so I don't I can't say about the other ones, but they're, they're the ones that I've seen so far that the commercials are not abruptly just thrown in the middle of action or anything like that. Whereas Daily Motion, it's set on a timer where yeah. once this yeah, is played so long, on, boom, you're going to get a commercial, and then you might come back right in the middle of the action. Hulu Plus has done a nice job of making it very television friendly. I would think words. they would need to. Yeah, I think so too. So again, if you're going to Hulu Plus because they have all of this Doctor Who on there, be aware that even Hulu Plus, when you're paying seven ninety nine a month, eight dollars a month, you're still going to get commercials on there. Now it's not like TV where you get like seven commercials in a commercial break. You still get an average of two to three. But so, how are the movie choices on Hulu? Plus. Not good. I Not mean, good. it's it's no Hulu. So pretty much, Hulu has all the Miramax collection. Um, I know they have all of Criterion. They have all the cri- not Criterion. all of them. They have a, a chunk of Criterion film on there. I don't use it for movies though, and I wouldn't suggest anybody use it for movies. Go to Netflix or, or Amazon Prime for movies. Mm. Um, but Hulu Plus is fantastic if you like old classic television, if you like Doctor Who, classic Doctor Who, and if you like uh, if you don't like me, don't have cable, oh. and you don't have a, ability to DVR things. I can watch Agents of Shield day after. I can watch my go to Fox show day after. I can watch you know, anything, pretty much anything on ABC, NBC, or Fox. Fox. Now they don't have any of the CBS titles, unfortunately. But. Sorry, I was ooing at the fact that they have Open Your Eyes. That's where oh, the I original, watched uh, Vanilla Sky. By yeah. the way, that's where I watched uh, the thick of it, which was the Peter Capaldi vehicle on there. So. I'm really, They've got a lot of British stuff. On I'm, I'm thinking after the first of the year of signing up for it. The nice thing is a lot of their Hulu originals is stuff that hasn't aired here. It's like stuff that showed on Sky TV and things like that. And then so there's a lot of British television on there because they've taken and they've they've made them Hulu original or actually, Hulu exclusives because they do have a few originals on there too. But they got Hulu exclusives, which are a lot of this British TV that I've started watching too. So it's 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 terrific to be able to watch them on there. So. Um, after you get it, the first of the year, do you want to come move back in with me? <laughs> I can I can try it out and then warm to the idea of Hulu Plus. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not going to watch like classic who already have on DVD on there because See, that's I, think oh, I can no, watch it without the commercials. That's, 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 that's I think is my problem is that you as much as I mean I'm, I am all for yay who, but at the same time I don't think it's a big enough draw for no, me to switch no, over. Not for you because, because you have you, a I've got a massive DVD collection. Yeah. Well, somebody had to float the show. In fact, a good. <laughs> well, you had a lot of those before we started, but a nah, good chunk of those, like this many on DVD. Yeah, but you also got some of those treasure trove selections oh, you got from CD trade, CD trade that Mel yeah. and yeah. Mel got you. Um, the, the other thing I can say about it is a lot of the stuff that they've added in this big 
massive dump is a lot of stuff we've already reviewed. There's there's very little on it there. It seems we like they're working their way yet, through so. what's available on DVD. Yeah, and it's basically and there's uh, there's some yeah, that's gone out of uh, publication, yeah. hasn't there? There's some Black of the DVDs Orchid's on there, uh, which we think we decided went out of Black uh, Orchid print. is out of print. Well, um, they don't have anything that's been. They don't now. have anything that's had the animation added, but. Um, so Rain of Terror is not on there. Invasion is not. Or, yeah, the Invasion is not on there. Um, Ice Warriors. Ice Warriors. Ice Warriors. Ice Warriors. Planet. Planet. Um, and I don't think they would put anything pretty that relatively new. So I don't think we'll see Web of Fear come on there anytime soon or Enemy of the World on there anytime soon or Moonbase, which we'll talk about in a little bit as well. I got a piece of news after that too. Okay. Um, but beyond that, that's it. So let's move on to news. We've okay. talked enough about it. We've rambled on enough, 37 minutes about uh, nothing. So. <laughs> Stop. This portion of Traveling the Vortex is brought to you by Hulu Plus. Oh, so first up in news, what do we got, Keith? Uh, there was a trailer. A trailer. 30 <laughs> seconds TV spot. I think they call that the TV trailer, because it's not really like the uh, yeah. BBC. Uh, it was a full trailer. Compared to what we got, it was the full trailer. Yeah. I, I like the alliteration at the beginning of it. I'm kind of... It's a very Moffat mad. thing. Yeah, it is very a lot. The clock is striking 12. Twelves. Twelves. Plural. That, does that mean there was going to be more than one of it? Maybe. <laughs> well, twelves, because he's the twelfth, and we're calling Peter Capaldi the twelfth doctor, so there's two twelves now. So. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> um, then who's this eleventh summer is done? <laughs> The, the problem I had with it is, I agree, uh, it, it opened nicely, but it just, it's, it's, it's it really meant to doesn't wet give you episode, any idea of what's going to happen. No, yeah. it, it, I have no idea what's going to happen, although it feels like an RTD finale. we got Weeping Angels, we got Silence, we've got, got Cybermen, we got Dalek. Shoving but, them all in there. All right. We're going <laughs> to shove everybody in there, nearly everybody that was in there at the uh, um, Big Bang and, and the Pandora. Pandora. Oh, wait. That was Moffat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I just mean, I just mean that. No, I know. You know what I mean. We said the thing about same thing about Pandora. Yeah. We said Pandora, everything in the kitchen said, sink. Yeah. You know. We said, oh, that really kind of felt more like a RTD than a Moffat uh, story. But so I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. And a little sad. Yeah. Every all the all the news outlets have been hitting up the you know ten things we'll miss about Matt Smith and and and. You know, I haven't read any of them. I don't want to. Well, I'm, just, I'm starting to slide. Oh, I'm in Keith mode. I don't want to and, and, then, and then if the Christmas special weren't enough pain to put you through, BBC America is airing that hour-long retrospective just on Matt Smith's run before the Christmas special yeah. to get you good and weepy <laughs> ahead of time. But Next bit of news. We finally, finally, finally get a release date for Region 1. On the moon base. Yes, February 11th, just in time for Valentine's Day. Yay! Yay. Uh, I know what I'm getting. SRP is $24.98. And cool art. And very cool art. Single disc, then, I assume. Yes, it is a single disc. And that one has some animated pieces as well. Two. I hope they do it. animated episodes. I I hope they do it better than they did last week. I can't wait till we watch this thing so that I can talk more about it. Well, I will will let slip that now that it's uh, official... Uh, it's on our schedule for the week after Galley. Oh, I suppose. No, uh, oh, Moonbase. Moon because the Moonbase comes out the Tuesday of Galley. It's like, I'm not watching that one Friday. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going well, to be Well, you'll be lucky it. if you're going to make it for Friday night. That right. Week. Yeah. You didn't, so, uh, you didn't last time. So. No, I didn't. 
Neither did you. Oh, yeah, I was there last year. <laughs> I was thinking two times. No, you were we sick, remember? Friday, yeah, you were sick. <laughs> you, were, you were sick, remember? Um, but, yeah, so uh, the, the, the following week will be Moon okay. So plan on buying it when it comes out, kids, because you'll have cool. to do that. It includes extras as, such as audio commentary and the lunar landing, making of featurette, and more. That's all we know about it. And more. I'm and excited for more. more. And more. Sorry. And more. Was there, was there more you were going Yeah. Um, if you happen to be one of our listeners that is fortunate enough to live in the Great White North of Canada. <laughs> thank you, Glenn. <laughs> you apparently can walk into your local Best Buy oh, yeah. and buy Enemy of the World and An Adventure in Space and Time on DVD. And they're Region 1. And they're Region so 1. If you can bring them across the border, you can watch them in the U.S. too. You can't buy them in the U.S., but you can watch them in the U.S. I'm tempted to um, I, I send actually, Michelle some money. I sort, of thought the same thing. I sort of thought the same thing because, well, you know what? We can order from, as opposed to Amazon.co.uk, which is very difficult to order from in the United States. We can, oh, can we? From order simply from Best Buy and Amazon in the in Canada. In Canada. Can- Canadian? Canada. Canadian. In, in, Canada, we can. They are much more. Uh, what do I say? Um, currency friendly <laughs> with us. So, you know, cause, again, it's difficult to do that overseas. You you can, but there's some hoops you have to jump through here uh, over, over over the border in Canada. It's a lot easier to buy those things. So that might be a, an option for people that want to get it because again, Canada is region one. All of North America is region one. Yeah. So. Um, if you buy it in Canada, you can watch it on your Region One DVD player or, or Blu-ray player or whatever um, here in here in the states. So that's a, that's. A I'm, I'm just I'm just because obviously, you know, the instant gratification of me is going now. <laughs> I want it, and then the, the, the collector part of me is going. But any of the world doesn't look like the rest of my DVD collection, <laughs> and I'm kind of holding off, hoping that they'll. Yeah. What's their covers up there? It's the bright yellow. It is. And it, yeah. 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 So it's it's probably close to what cover we're going to get. We're get. Yeah, I think but so. But it doesn't match anything we've got. I, I have a feeling, and then just from listening to Steve Fancy talk about it a few years ago, I think, or a few uh, several weeks ago, I I really have a feeling they're going to make a, tr- a trending change. I think we're they're going to look more huh. like the revisiteds that we got the uh, best here in the Canada United website States. doesn't list Enemy of the World available. Oh, it doesn't. It did earlier this week. At least not on the site I'm at. Are you on uh, BestBuy.ca? Yep. Hmm. I searched Doctor Who, Enemy of the World, and it came up Diablo. Try just Enemy of the World. Boom. Oh, there it is. <laughs> well, if you have any friends in the UK. And you, or that's the, that's uh, why Canada, I don't like the packaging. Cause it's like, yeah, it's that one. Recover- and doesn't, yeah. Which is stupid. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I like the nice packaging. packaging. I, I really like the packaging. I just don't like the fact that it doesn't can, match everything that's come yeah, before. If, yeah. they, if they can use this packaging and still make it look like everything else, yeah. why not? Don't you suppose the spine probably bit? is the same as ours and everything? Because they're, they're, they're North American. But the bar stuff isn't is there. The bar's not there, but I mean, they've just... they've cho- They've chosen to do something a little different. Where I, I don't mind that the covers go to the gallery slightly different because this is still sort of in the same vein as ours. The the spine has to be the same for me. That's the that's, that's the thing yeah. that will that will bother me about it is if the spine is different. Just like that silly twenty fifth <laughs> anniversary or twentieth anniversary. Now look up the adventure in space time. That's got pretty cool artwork. I do like R, that one. Um, but yeah, so just you know, if, if you're if you're there, I, I can't decide if I'm. 
going to bother waiting for an official release or I'm going to email Michelle and because I'm going to I'll be honest I'm going to email Michelle anyway because she said that she'd be willing to go to Future Shop and pick up some steel books for me so it's like so I'm 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 compiling an order and and trying to come up with funds but I do I do like the space time it's cheaper in Canada too oh yeah that's neat I like that neat I'm curious if they're going to release this on Blu-ray or if it's only DVD that's right now it's only DVD but it's also only in Canada yeah or Canada Canadian. So there's that. Yep. Well, very good. Thank you for that update. Um, speaking of Pat and Trout, Pat and Trout, Patrick Trouton's stories. I can't talk tonight. Pat and Trouton from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> um, Keith stumbled across a uh, little bit of news this week that we didn't realize until tonight. Who is um, Peter Capaldi's doctor? <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently there is a fifty-some uh, minute. Uh, 52 adaptation of the Power of the Daleks um, out on Power of the Daleks YouTube that you can reimagine, reimagine that you can watch for free online <gasps> for free. And it's on YouTube. I, I did hear them uh, about them working on this uh, several months back, and it might have been around the time that I listened to Power it, of the okay. Daleks. So this was first released episodically in three parts. Uh, that's what I remember. And so this, this is, is the yeah, film is the version. Omnibus. So, okay. This is the omnibus. The omnibus. Um, and it, it, Nicholas Briggs stars in it, right? Did I? Nicholas Briggs, yeah. Lisa Bowerman, and yep. Barnaby Edwards oh, wow. so, are all yeah, in it. Yeah. Starring Nick Scoville, who is the director, as the doctor. And they apparently. Uh, yeah. we, need do, we need to do a fan film just so that I can be the doctor. <laughs> Directors always get to be the doctor. It's a. It's one of those, you know, because it's a reimagining, it's, this is kind of an, an A doctor. You know, it's not. Any of the doctors, it's not Troughton's doctor. No one pretending to be Patrick Troughton's doctor. They've just they've really reimagined the script yeah. and adapted it for this particular piece. And Apparently, they've done stage productions mm-hmm. of the Web of Fear, Fear of the Deep, Evil of the Daleks, and the Dalek Master Plan. And Power. They've done. I think they've done stage versions of the Power as well. Because I think I, I had, this article when it was coming that. out in the three parts that I'd heard about likely. it before. I remember it would make it sense to do it on stage first and then film yeah. it. So. Yeah, that's that's kind of exciting that you can you can watch it along online, and and I will put a link to that in the show so that everybody can enjoy. That. We should totally get with Shannon and tell him that he needs to stage some Doctor Who productions over at Civic Theater. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah. I'd pay to go see that. Yeah, <laughs> six of us in the audience. Well, we'll do it. We'll, we'll do it in the, uh, the the old father. We'll do it in the small oh, one. Okay. <laughs> so that it won't look so empty when there's six of us in there. <laughs> Like this would have been the year to do it. And they're shooting dust. We made it look this almost full. This would have been the year to do it. Yeah, this would have yeah. been the year to do it. I have all my good ideas at the end of the yeah. year. So <laughs> Maybe we can keep the momentum going. That's why I'm scheduling right. all the way out through next year, because I'm going to be rubbish in January. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of fan films, somebody mashed together, finally. Well, <laughs> it took this long. I, I think this happened before, just not this well done. Not this done. well done, yeah. They were uh, Sherlock for, and Doctor Who. They were waiting for Sherlock to have enough footage. <laughs> six episodes. Like, what do you do with six episodes? Oh, there's a new trailer? I can do it now. <laughs> Although I don't think anything was from the new trailer, no, actually. I anything from the trailer. Or the last episode, so don't worry. No, I, I wasn't worried. <laughs> uh, I already know what's happened in the, old, in the last episode. I got that spoiled a long time ago. It's hard to keep that secret. Yeah, yeah. Hulak. It looks. It looks amazing. I, I mean, it's, it's. You can see. <laughs> you can tell it's not officially done. Yeah, you can. There's s- some uncanny. You can see the blemishes, but they're disguised very well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's 
it's pretty incredible the, the amount of time it would have taken to do this five minutes worth of, of video to put this together. Oh, and, and, and as, as exciting as the premise of this is, because let's be honest, all of us in some way, shape, or form kind of sort of would want to see Doctor Who and Sherlock mm-hmm. together. You know, mm-hmm. It wouldn't work. Because Sherlock, as brilliant as he is, his mind would be blown after one trip. <laughs> he couldn't ever officially be a companion. Not to mention, I think it, it would, would destroy it, who he is. It would destroy <laughs> who he is, and then and coming back, I think he would have a very difficult time adjusting, he, he adapting he wouldn't back be able to, to society. Come back. Yeah. I yeah. think he could. Yeah, so. He could do a one-way trip somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> someplace, someplace more advanced, yeah. where, where he would fit in a bit better. Because mm-hmm. as Moffat always said, the doctor's a god trying to be a man, and Sherlock's a man, man trying, trying to, to be a god. god. Yeah. But it really makes me want to see, like they did with... Call the midwife a comedy special. I want Steve that would, that, that would be a something. great Red Nose that, Day special. That would be the way to that. do it yeah. if you're going to do it. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't wouldn't that be just as, as damaging to him to, to Sherlock's psyche? Like he goes on this trip, <laughs> oh, I'm normal now. and he, he yeah he gets dropped off on the planet, and now everybody's exceptional, and he's just one of the gang. <laughs> I don't think he can handle that either. I don't think he can. take me back. Maybe that's the premise of it. Take me back where I can be special again. <laughs> <laughs> or that there are people actually smarter than him. I don't think he's human. <laughs> I don't think Sherlock's human. I, I think the doctor dropped him off once upon a time. <laughs> He'll do well. That, that's the premise. How, how else did of, that's the premise of Hulock Because he comes back for him. It's like it's time to go home. Well, he does say <laughs> hello again. He does. Of course, I got that more from the impression of all the stuff on the board. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, Which, I, I was it me, it. I or, did, it was really or was cool. there audio lifted for that section from? Either Love and Monsters or Rose. I'm trying to remember. I've only seen it the once, so I don't know that... Um, I, I think I noticed it more just the second viewing. Mm-hmm. Listener, if you know what I'm talking about. Let me yeah. Know. Email so it so, it sounded well. like some Linda discussion. Are you Lin- playing with your app? Lin- playing Lin's playing, playing with our next bit of news. I was getting it ready here so I could talk a little bit about it. Um... Do you need more time? The, no, I'm good. The uh, Useless Creations, the company behind the uh, Doctor <laughs> Who uh, Sonic Screwdriver. A thousand uh, points for your name. Uh, <laughs> has created what's called the Doctor Who, the official virtual TARDIS app. And uh, you can download it on the iOS or uh, Apple uh, app store right now. I don't know if it's... Is it available for the other... Nope. Neither other? is the Sonic Screwdriver oh, still. Oh, gosh. Well, it's cool to be an Apple user. Um, it's got two different modes. You can turn your device, iDevice into a t- virtual TARDIS. Uh, essentially, you just take it and there's a TARDIS and it lands in your background of whatever your camera is showing. And you can shake it around and send it through the vortex, which is kind of fun. And then the other version of it is uh, you can uh, actually see, uh, turn, uh, see the TARDIS in the real world. And I took a picture and put it on my Facebook page. And I will add that to... Is the light flashing? What's the name of it? Oh, okay. Uh, it Doctor is Who TARDIS. Called, yeah, and uh, it's a lot of fun because you can you can materialize the TARDIS in the uh, picture that you're trying to show. In fact, it flies around in the air. It's much better outside, we decided, because it's, it's very unrealistic inside of uh, Keith's apartment until it lands, and that looks kind of cool. But, um, but as it flies around, you know, you can look around for it, and oh, there it is off uh, somewhere on the other side of that wall, I guess. But anyway, um, it, it's a lot of fun, and uh, 
the one of the other neat features of it is you can actually choose between the different eras of TARDIS. So oh, yeah, there's you the, didn't get to see that. Yeah, there's the. Uh, we start with the Eleventh Doctor's TARDIS and Vortex. Keith's already or uh, Sean's already over there uh, trying to find it. I found it. And then if you tap it, you can do the Tenth Doctor's TARDIS and Vortex. And you can roll through them, and you can do, I think, the 80s TARDIS is one of the options. And then back to the 70s TARDIS. And you get the, the Vortex really the for- changes with yeah. it, too, so which is cool. And then uh, I see the 60s TARDIS. This is so. much cooler than the Sonic app. It is. I, I, <laughs> Sorry. Like, I've played with it a lot more. The Sonic app is, you know, once you've played with it a couple of times, the novelty wears off. This kind one, of, The Sonic app was kind of like the tricorder app. Yeah, it's cool for five minutes. Cool yeah, for five exactly. Minutes this one I've played a lot. In fact, I, you'll, you'll go outside and you go, "Oh, a TARDIS there would be cool." Now, the the thing is, when you look at this, it still looks like kind of a cartoon TARDIS. I mean, it's it's kind of realistic, but I mean, for an app doing it that way, it's a. It, but it's kind of neat to be able to. In fact, I think the shot that I took and put on Facebook actually looked yeah. more realistic because it landed kind of where it could have fit on your yeah. floor and was nearly to scale. So. Yeah, it wasn't sitting on top of his desk. Or right, anything, exactly. So that, that, that helped. So. And you couldn't see, you know, it wasn't, it didn't land on his Christmas tree. Now, can I add the TARDIS to existing photos? No, I don't believe you can. In fact, it's pretty limited. The other thing that kind of bothered me is that picture that I took and sent to Facebook, it did not save to my camera roll. And I'm not sure why it didn't do that, because most apps do. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So I'll have to figure out if there's a way to you show- save those pictures be, besides sending them. To- now, I could have I could have used other- the save option, but I didn't. Usually when I take the picture, it, should it automatically, automatically does yeah. it. But there was a save because you get that screen that says save Facebook, Twitter, depending on what apps right. you have talking to your uh, It's probably an phones. iPhone thing. Yeah. There was one more TARDIS you didn't mention. Oh, that's right. I forgot. There is a, um, what do you call stolen TARDIS? Is that what it yeah. is? The stolen TARDIS is what I presume the TARDIS looks like when it does not have the through here. It's, it's the default TARDIS. Oh, just the big, sil- yeah. uh, sil- uh, the big silver cylinder? cylinder, yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, stolen TARDIS. So that's without the chameleon circuit on, I suppose, is yeah. what the TARDIS actually looks like. So. Well, yeah, because that's, that's what in um, the uh, name of the, name of the, of the doctor, doctor at that the he end runs when into. he's getting ready to, to walk off into the TARDIS. So that's obviously where they used that. They took that design from. So I thought it was kind of neat that they included that. Although Should have looked look, like a big silver box instead of a big yeah. silver cylinder, but okay. <clears throat> they look slightly different. Well, I, I imagine them in the uh, name of the Doctor a little more like the black ones that we see in the War Games when they're using that one. Right. It's kind of more um, of what I was thinking of. That was more, of, to me, a that was, disguise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's yeah. what I thought, too. But so, anyway. Oh, well. Yeah. I like silver cylinders, too. Yeah, silver cylinders are good. Anyway, so that's so the TARDIS app. you landed so, somewhere, will it and change uh, You shape? said 99 cents. I thought I paid a buck ninety. It's a buck ninety nine. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, so if you want to spend two dollars on a neat little novelty, it's kind of fun. Did you ever download the Find It app? I did not. I forgot about it. Actually, I need to make myself a note. I think it went up in price. Ah. I think the sale on it went, is over. Ah! <laughs> over. Forgot about it. I forgot that you mentioned it because it was on sale too. Yeah. All right. Well, that's let's it move for news. On to feedback. First up in feedback, Rachel. The email will load. Rachel writes, comment, question, hello, Vortex Gang. Rachel here, just checking in, letting everyone know I'm still alive. If you couldn't tell from my tweets and Facebook posts, that's a Chicago TARDIS. Which I want to say a huge thank you to everyone for all the positive feedback on my pictures, video, and side trip. 
my husband and I were only home for about three days before we flew out to Florida. I had trouble reconciling that because I saw her Facebook posts on uh, you know, Disney World, and I'm like, "Wait, wasn't she? Is, <laughs> is this the same person?" I mean, it really took my brain a minute to go. Maybe she will. She just by way of Chicago. Sure. I've been stalking her for a month because I was excited that she was going to Chicago Tardis and I knew she was going to Disney, so I was anxiously waiting for her to go to Disney. <laughs> you, you, you got a so double dose. I can live, live vicariously through her uh, Disney posts, too, because we, that, in fact, Holly and I discovered that the 15th today was the day we were, first day we were in Disney last year. So this is the, this has been one year we were in, we were actually Animal Kingdom. I would have been in Animal Kingdom tonight. So. Keith and I would have been talking about books. I think we would have been. In, it was actually it Saturday tomorrow. that I went. So oh, it would tomorrow. be tomorrow for tomorrow. you guys. We probably, we probably might have still been talking about books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to go move a day off. We just yeah. recording. Yeah. We left on. Well, we arrived on Saturday. We, I guess we left Saturday morning, but from Kansas City. So anyway, yeah. So anyway, I was I was really missing Disney World, so I was kind of living vicariously through her. And she saw Neil Patrick Harris. She did. Yeah. Yeah. They were uh, recording the uh, Christmas parade there this weekend. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Or no, not, not I, thought, this I thought they were just. I thought he was there. just there with his family. No. Uh, in fact, I think she saw. How I met your mother. She Disney saw. World. She made a comment that Whoopi Goldberg was getting mobbed over in uh, Future World or something. So. Oh yeah. yeah I think they had a lot that. of stars that were actually in that. Now he, I think he's the MC for the parade. Like he's the uh. big, the big name. But they were—they actually were recording the Christmas parade over the course of the days that they were there, and um, correct me if I'm wrong, Rachel, but I think that's what I remember. Um, and then that will air on Christmas Day, Christmas morning. Oh, yeah, so I didn't know they did that. We'll see that. You mean it won't be live? It will not be live. Right now. Although it could be because Disney World is open that day, all of the parks. Will they do a parade that day? No. Well, yeah, but they'll do their <laughs> usual parade. So not a special Christmas party. Well, they might, because when I was there, you could buy tickets to the Mickey's Merry Christmas Party. Mary's, yeah, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, and which was an extra added thing that we paid for. And then we went, and it's kind of exclusive to just those people that buy the tickets. And they uh, had a special parade for that. You got a special fireworks show. There was different shows. So, yes, I mean, if, okay. if you're there that day, you might be able to see that. Everybody might have a chance to see that particular parade without having to buy the exclusive fun. party. Okay. Yeah. I got you. But, but yeah. The parade that we'll see on Christmas Day on TV is not the same parade that's happening in the parks that day because that's all been pre-recorded. Okay, it's a different parade than even that one was. That's so, so cute. yeah, it's <laughs> Macy's got this down right. Yeah, no, it's it's. it's I mean, <laughs> not this year. I was disappointed. With I didn't want. I think it's. I nice. never watched it's, Macy's. It's nice for now. It's probably only an hour show, but it's nice for. The network, because those people, you know, they've already got these pre-produced stuff for that yeah. day, so you only have to have a minimal cast. Oh, minimal so they actually get there. the good people of the Yeah, jobs. exactly. So, let them work. You're getting Christmas off this year, so. They wanted to get in TV. Let them work. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, we spent six wonderful and warm days at Walt Disney World celebrating our fourth wedding anniversary. But now we are back and trying to survive the cold and snow. Although, personally, I'm ready to move south. On a side note, I picked up a package of jammy Dodgers and chocolate digestive biscuits from the UK Pavilion and eat Epcot, and I love them both. I keep them at my desk at work, and they both make for a nice midday snack. Of course, now I'm wishing I brought, I bought, I had bought more. I guess I'll have to go back and buy more or go to Amazon. <laughs> I bet I you'd have, like to go back and buy more, but <laughs> I have to probably financially cheaper to buy. I, I wonder if they were fresher at Epcot than ours. Than ours were. Our Could be. I've determined that we should have tea 
tea? The tea break, the tea and crumpets. And oh, the, I the mean, oh, tea uh, socially in, in socially, the United yeah. States, we should have a tea break. I'm going yeah, to agree. start the tradition. I, I would love that. <laughs> it's just an opportunity that. to have a break. I would love that. Yeah, I'd go for that. Um, uh, I will make a mention, and because here they're called Dillons, other places they're called Krogers, and some places they're even called Bakers, and they mm. might be yeah, Bakers in, in yeah in uh, in Indianapolis, Global or Global or something. There too. is a Global too. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, if you have any of those particular uh, Kroger stores in your area, at least our Dillon stores, the larger ones, have what are called import sections, and one of the import sections is British Foods. Now the Jammy Dodgers, I've never seen there, and I've never seen Jelly Babies there, although I've heard they're in some other stores. Do they have Marmite? They do, they do have Marmite. All right. But if this helps, they have the uh, plain and chocolate digestive biscuits in that section. So if you've got one of those stores that has the import section, you might check that out. You might, at the very least, get the uh, uh, digestive uh, biscuits. It's, I thought it was like to help you digest. It's just simply that's the name. It comes from uh, I think uh, I, I read what the the, the <laughs> I read what the uh, reason they called it digestive. It was actually named after somebody or some name before, and they changed the name to digestive. It has no bearing on the fact of the digestive system or anything. They just happened to change it to this name. But it's it's a very popular biscuit. When I say biscuit, it's a cookie because their biscuits are cookies. They're right. Cracker, or they're, Which would go better with tea? Yeah. So, um, but they do have digestive cookies at or biscuits at uh, our, our Dylan stores anyway. So maybe that should be our next thing we buy and taste. taste. You should see if those are any. Good. Wait a minute, you changed it to latrine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rachel, there are a number of, uh, in Indianapolis. So I just said you quick, might, it's you all might, Kroger stores. You might check those Krogers and see if they've got the imports. But not all of them do because we've got. God, we've got like but, six Dillons yeah. here, and yeah. only three of them have the specialized import. It depends on the, having a father who works for Kroger. Uh, it depends on if it's a new store, if it's a refitted from because Dillons didn't used to be Kroger; yeah. it was locally owned, and then yeah. Kroger bought them out like Correct. fifteen four, years ago. Was it that long? No, oh, it's been longer than that because my my grandmother I'm to, worked for Dillons. Dillons when Kroger bought them, and she's been gone. Oh my! <laughs> nearly fifteen years, and my maybe dad, more. My dad worked and for them when they were Dylan's too. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> How long he's my, been there. my grandmother worked there when I was a kid. So, uh, and she retired when she was sixty-five, and that would have been another twenty years ago. So it might have been so, twenty years yeah. ago or so. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how long ago it was, but um, twenty or thirty when they. Bought but from what I understand, like at first, Kroger didn't quite take over all the Dylan's. They just bought the like, stock in them, and then. Dylan slowly gave up their rights to the Dylan's uh, brand. I think they slowly and, let them and, yeah, they envelop them, envelop, basically, yeah. is what they did. Yeah. I mean, they didn't really give up their so, rights. Well, yeah, they well, were voluntarily yeah, doing well, it. Well, they, they sold it, and so they were. it was a gradual thing. It wasn't an instant, okay, now all the Dylan's are like Kroger's. It was <laughs> a very takeover. In fact, especially a lot of the employee stuff, it was a very slow thing. I'm right, bringing so. digestive biscuits next week. You should. I, I'll try them. You should have tea. The right? best place to go for the import stuff here in want? town is the Fairlawn store. There's more than one kind of tea? <laughs> Technically. That was a Scott Pilgrim joke. Oh. Fail. Um, the, um, <laughs> you didn't get that? It's been too long since I've seen it. <laughs> There's an import section at the, uh, a very good import section at the uh, uh, Fairlawn and, oh, yeah. and uh, 21st store. So that's newest. where I would go. Yeah, our newest one. So. Yeah. so if you have a recent remodel of a Kroger, they'll probably have it. Yeah. Well, the Eurish one has a good one, um, and the North Topeka store has a pretty good one. Uh, everything else, I went looking for Jelly Babies. 
their import stuff is in like with their ethnic stuff. It was really disappointing. Uh-huh. It's not even spe- it's not, it's even not like in the ethnic aisle. aisle. No. It's in no, the, it's not. It's an actual. Uh, those particular aisles are import aisles, and then there are there is an ethnic aisle, which is where the more they say ethnic, but <laughs> it's is, like old, old, old El Paso and you know the, that's where the Mexican they have Americans. Food yeah, exactly. it's the Hispanic aisle, right? Quote exactly. unquote. Or well, the Italian, oh, well, the Italian. Then, yeah, then, then it is still the import aisle because that one. The import Some of them have the like the Mexican stuff. Coke and stuff. Yeah, yeah, imp- okay. Like Brookwood, the import stuff is amongst the ethnics. Yes, in okay. those stores. If you go to Fairlawn, they actually have an import section, and the Mexican stuff is not next to the old El Paso stuff in the ethnic aisle. It's in its own little section, I and it's all specialized. Okay. Yes, yeah. because it's actually imported as opposed to old El Paso, which which is made here in the United States. This stuff's yeah. made in New York City. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, that was Pace. Sorry. Never mind. We've gone way too far into this. Go ahead. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry, Rachel, we hijacked your... I do email. have a comment slash question on something that was mentioned in last week's podcast. When talking about Big Finish, someone mentioned that the five Nessa stories fall between Time Flight and Arkham and Finney. But what about Light at the End? In the story, it's five and Nessa, but when Charlie is experiencing one of the first rounds of Ghost, you distinctly hear Tegan and Turlow, and Turlow mentioned the Black Guardian. So does that mean that Charlie experiences two different time periods for the Fifth Doctor? If so, why two of his and only one of all the other Doctors, unless I'm missing something? Just thought that just, just a thought that came to me when listening to the show. That's all I have for now. Take care and stay warm. Can you guys take this? Because here's... I want, this is what I'll say on the matter, because I don't remember Turlow in it at all. I, I remember him. You do? Okay. Yeah, I remember because Turlo. The the Nisa, the mainline stuff is taking place between uh, Arkham Infinity and um, what do we say uh, Time Flight and Arkham Infinity. Those stories do take place in the Big Finish mainline. I don't remember the Turlo part of now. See, Turlo, Turlo travels with the Doctor as well by himself, but that's post Tegan stuff as well. So that, that yeah, that's right. a whole different era as well in the in the in the Big Finish stuff. But the two of them together, if you heard Tegan and Turlow, I don't know why there was a bleed over from another, because I was getting the impression that everything was happening just within that, that you know, uh, that companion Dr. Pairing. I think it's that even I the think past the stuff. Although we do reason. hear we do hear Sarah King in them too. Yeah, we, we hear Ian, we hear Susan, we hear Vicky, we hear Stephen, we hear Sarah. And Polly, which Sarah would have been there's, with with Stephen. So. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, I think it's just a bleed it's, over uh, of, of all of the that. timeline right. because it's all happening within so the TARDIS. The main part that we're getting with the Fifth Doctor and Nyssa probably takes place within the same time frame of time between Time Flight and Arc of Infinity. Yeah. So that storyline is happening there. Yes. However, we're getting some bleed over from past and future of. Incidences that aren't tied directly to the what's going on in the story. I talked to a friend of the show, Barnaby Edwards, and he, he's, he's going to draw up a big finish infographic oh, for us. Oh, so we can just have a bunch of wavy lines on it, that kind of <laughs> converge at various points, and let you know where the story takes. So that would be, so. And, and, and like you said, obviously the reason I got the impression that the first Doctor in this was at the time that this is being is affecting him, and he's getting the red blinky light. He was with Susan. Ian and Barbara. Yes. But we do get some bleed over of Sarah Kingdom later. And I got the impression that the third Doctor was with Joe at the time, but we don't get any Liz Shaw, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, We do get the fourth Doctor, Jamie, and do we get 
Victoria or do we get Zoe? I don't remember. Fourth Doctor and James. Or third, third, third. Or second. second. <laughs> back up, back up. Second Doctor. Uh, just Jamie and Zoe. Just Jamie and Zoe. Okay. So well, and Polly, because Polly. The first Doctor is affected that way. The second is not. The third is not. The fourth. Did we get any other we companions we, we besides Lila? Lila? Okay. And then the fifth Doctor is affected that way. And then the sixth Doctor, we only got the Perry and, and the sixth Doctor, right? We did not yeah. get any Mel. Correct. Okay, so that's not no affected seven that way. We got no seven in Mel. We got seven in Ace. The eighth Doctor would have been just Charlie. So there must only have been those two that they were. You're, you're reading too much. Really, what it was who was available? It was <laughs> no. I think you're it was as many right. companions as they could to get. But I got to make it. Right. I've got to make it fit in my head canon, and because I missed the Tegan and Turlow, the only one that I caught outside of that was Sarah. Kingdom. I'm surprised you missed the Turlow bit because he confuses I Charlie remember, for the black for working for the black. Guardian. I do remember that comment, and somehow I thought that was Nisa and the Doctor talking. And they were referencing the Black Guardian, but that wouldn't have happened yet. So, yeah, yeah. I just didn't, didn't it didn't sink <laughs> I, in at the, the time. first time listening. But I do to remember it, the Black the Guardian. The first time comment. listening to it, there was only a few that I was able to pick up when listening to it. And Turlo was right. One that definitely stood but out. But Sinisa wouldn't have been there when Tegan and Turlo were there yeah. at the same time either. So yeah. So it's the the, the Fifth Doctor and Nisa that is happening in uh Light at the end is also happening. My presumption is is always ha- also happening between Time Flight and Arc Infinity. We just get some other future bleed over or future past bleed over. So hopefully that answered it. I'm, I think that's, I was I using you guys yeah. to do that because I couldn't remember Tur- Turlo in it at all. So or Tegan for that matter. But I do remember the Black Guardian comment. I think that's all there is to it. Okay. Well, there you go. Hopefully we answered your question. Yes. <laughs> Next up is Chrissy. Chrissy writes, everything plus the kitchen sink. She must be talking about an RTD episode. Dear Vortex Voice, I'm amused and flattered that you guys would suggest that Rachel and I, and whoever else, would do a Verity-type spin-off podcast. Let me put your minds at ease and speak purely for myself. I have no idea if Rachel would be interested in this. I have neither the energy nor the expertise to put together a regular podcast. That's okay, neither do we. (laughs) It would be fun, but it would be a lot of work. Plus, the sound of my own voice kind of scares me, which is why I stick to blogging. Don't get me wrong, I liked doing the side trips and such for you guys, but personally, I'm not ready for primetime podcasting. (laughs) So your listener count is safe. Though I don't think your listeners will be going anywhere anytime soon, even if you had competition, she put that in quotes. I'm sure we'd find a way to happily coexist. Though if you want any, if you want, do you want me to read this or not? Yeah, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Though if you want to do a semi-regular contributor to your blog, I'm your girl. I just need some topics to write on. <laughs> I noticed that I haven't updated you my own blog. For, or you noticed that I haven't updated my own blog for a while. It's been a hectic December. Don't feel bad. I haven't updated my own blog for weeks either. That so. reminds me, Chrissy. How's your blog going, Glenn? <laughs> it's kind of stagnant right this now. Is, I'm kind of. It's been a hectic December. Just, just let all the way, <laughs> you let me going all the way up to that 50th anniversary. I did. I still haven't written my anniversary review. Well, the problem is we did the review here on the show, and then I was like, everything I needed to say has been said. So I'll find some other topics. That, that should be your. That should be your about. post. My review of the 50th. See traveling the vortex episode Lord number episode 153. <laughs> Yeah, by the time last week's podcast came out, I pretty much figured out how Doctor Who Legacy worked. <laughs> and I was trying to be good like Sean and save my time crystals. 
but then the game started dropping time fragments I needed to level up my characters, so I ended up spending a whole bunch of them to stay alive in the game. I still have four left, though. <laughs> Prisoners of Time. I enjoyed the ending of the comic well enough. However, I have one teeny tiny little nitpick that I need to complain about for a bit. And this nitpick is nothing that I expect anyone else to be bothered by, and I'm certain that I'll get some flack for being so pedantic. But I'm from Utah, so I notice this stuff, especially when someone gets it wrong. When the Doctor goes back to Van Staten's vault, the vault that's supposed to be in Utah desert near an abandoned army base, he has a map of Utah that has marked where the vault is supposed to be. And it's marked on the eastern side of the state, where there are no army bases anywhere at all. There are a fair few on the western side. There's one of Stone's Throw for my family's ranch near the Utah-Nevada border. And that's where the Utah desert is actually located. The eastern side, especially the area marked on the map in the comic, is mostly mountains and forests and rivers and actually quite lush. Well, as lush as you can get in the Rocky Mountains and points westward. So, yeah, that threw me out of the story a bit. I know, I know, I can't expect a comic book artist in the UK to be totally familiar with local geography, and you can go all ahead and laugh at me for nitpicking something so inconsequential, but it's my home state, and I get ever so annoyed when something like this isn't portrayed correctly. But instead of actually writing to the comic book artist, I write to you guys and have my grievances aired on your podcast. And I'm just going to say thank you for letting me have this foreign. Uh, let, me, let me address something here, too. Go ahead. That you know of. There's no army bases there <laughs> that you know. you know of. Chrissy, I can sympathize with you because, as you know, I'm a fan of westerns. And there's a particular western that's called Dodge City. And it's set in Dodge City, Kansas. <laughs> and a number of times is they're showing the scenic southwest Kansas prairie. Many times in the film, you can see mountains in the background. And me being from southwestern Kansas... And from the Dodge City area, and having spent lots of time in Dodge City, many, many times in Dodge City, I can guarantee to you there are no mountains in Dodge City or anywhere <laughs> near Dodge City. The closest mountains to Dodge City are in Colorado, which you have to go quite a ways into Colorado before you even start to see them. So that always, always bothered me from the first time I saw that as a kid. You better oh. not watch Jericho then. Oh, no. <laughs> Supernatural. No, not much of Supernatural set in Kansas. No, but every time they go home to Lawrence, oh, yeah, yeah. and it's like it looks like the Dukes of Hazard backlot oh, because no. there's a tree, <laughs> and it kind of has that rustic feel. In fact, I think it's even the same covered barn is back there somewhere. The covered bridge is back there somewhere. But then there's that mountain over there on the left, and it's like, <laughs> no, Vancouver. Yeah. I'm the same so way. No, there's no mountains in Dodge City, and there's no desert in western or eastern uh, Utah. Even when it's something simple like uh, an animated TV show, and they throw up like the weather map of the United States, and whoever drew the map didn't really bother to fill in all the states in the middle. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just kind of, there's just this blob. This well, is the center part. Of the yeah, they're, they're just kind of all squares. You know, it's like my state doesn't look like that. Uh, Chrissy, I think my, I'll get to this in a minute, but I think my real problem with that scene wasn't the fact that the army base was, you know, <laughs> marked on the map uh, incorrectly. I think it was the fact that he had a map to a secret army base. <laughs> that, I think, was, that, that to me was the, I know you're the doctor and you can get away with just about anything, but <laughs> where did you get a map to this From place? Ben Stanton's vault, who was a very rich man and probably did know where that army base was. But this is two Van Staten's vault. Van Staten's vault. Oh, that's right, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Van Staten's vault was an old army base. Well, he landed there, though, remember? So, once before. So, so he, he grabbed a map, marked it, and said, i got to remember this place. 
<laughs> Except for what looks like the book that's laying there that he picks up to go find the map. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and a whole story's flood. What's well, Adam's map? He picked up Adam's map. Adam was trying to find his way back to the vault. And, and so the doctor picked on the up map. Adam's map. He found it out. Adam probably oh, Adam, got the map just, originally when map he was young said, uh, from Ben Staten and said, Hey, no, he I'm hiring you. Yeah, Do you I'm have hiring a map to you. your house. If somebody, if 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 I if I take a job from somebody overseas and I say how do I get to your place, they might mail me a map and circle it for me. So I take it with me. I know how to get there. So what have I done? I've left it now this there. Was I have Very left cool. it there at my house, and it's still there. And so now he's he's has a map, and that's where the doctor finds it, picks it up, and goes. That doesn't fix the fact that there couldn't have possibly been desert or or, or, or the <laughs> an army base nearby. He had a library. <clears throat> was he at a library? Oh, I thought that was at the point he went back to uh, Adam's apartment or Adam's... Well, Adam must live in a library. Well, Adam was... Somewhere, Adam was tracking the doctor yeah, and was... Yeah, at the boards, but it's at a library. I know. So that he had all that stuff. Obviously, Adam had brought all this. I'm sure he brought the map that he... Somebody, the Van Staten, had sent him of Utah that he circled on there when he got the job to go work for Van Staten and he needed to know where he needed to go. I think it's more likely he's trying to find his way back. This is when he was trying I, to I find his way back to the I underground belt that was supposedly <laughs> all... Concrete it up that was able to get into That's very another easily. issue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to they that. obviously didn't fill the whole thing with concrete. They just did the first floor so nobody could get beyond beyond uh, that. I Which will, we've already discussed yeah, that. I will allow because Adam is from another country taking this job that he may have been given a map. You, I not to mention it was a secret. I think it's ridiculously You're not going to just implausible. tell anybody that it's there. I mean, it's not going to show up yeah, on any somebody map. meet him at You're the airport. Go, you don't need a map. Uh, well, if it's secret, when, when you was, when blindfold was, him. And try, does Batman hand out maps to the Batman? When was this is where I set? 2005. No, it was 2005. No, 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 no. So there was it GPS. It was set in 2012. Okay, that's right. It was 2012. I'm sorry. So there was GPS at that point. Why didn't he just give him GPS coordinates instead of mailing him a map with a circle 2012 was not pre-Google. Two years ago, I know. Two thousand five, but not by But by watching, rewatching Long Game, Adam sure should know a lot more than he does <laughs> about technology if he lives in twenty twelve. <laughs> <laughs> he had no business in that job. We're going to talk about this in a little bit. So, so there's a map. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, now that that's over, she continues. I did like seeing the Anthony Ainley master in the story because, well, he's my favorite master. I can take or leave Adam Mitchell as the villain of the piece, but the master is much better. That being said, the ending of Part 11 is pretty grim, Mm -hmm. with Adam forcing the Doctor to choose his favorite companion. Sounds like one of those tired fandom games where we all ask each other, who's your favorite companion? And the correct answer is, of course, all of them. Though we each like some more than others, but that's beside the point. And then Part 12 becomes... Well, it pretty much becomes an all-the-doctors-and-all-the-companions free-for-all. So much so that I had a hard time figuring out who some of the companions are. Although that could be the artwork, who knows. But how else is this series going to end, right? We had to get all the companions freed from Adam's diabolical schemes, and this being a 50th anniversary celebration, I'm okay with it. So, yep, that was all good. And Amy and Rory get to briefly meet Clara, which helps my headcanon with Doctor Who with my Doctor Who legacy team. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just take a moment to reflect on how most of my review was complaint about one geographical mistake in one panel of this comic, and I'm actually fine with the rest of it. That's okay. That's going to be pretty much our review, too, I think. 
One more thing from last week. You guys mentioned Rise of the Cybermen Age of Steel was based on spare parts, the same way Dalek was based on the audio story Jubilee. Now, wait a minute. I mentioned that people were saying that. I didn't mention that it was. <laughs> well, yes and no. The Cybermen 2-parter only took a few ideas from spare parts. Exactly. The main one being the concept of a fully converted Cybermen remembering its human life. The writer of spare parts in got no a, way the same way, but go ahead. <laughs> the writer of spare parts got a special thanks to on-screen credit for that story, but someone else wrote the TV episodes. With Dalek and Jubilee, Robert Sherman wrote both of these stories. And I'll be honest, I've listened to Jubilee, and there are elements of that story present in Dalek, but it isn't a full-on adaptation, so it's not like the Doctor had the exact same adventure twice. Or maybe I'm missing something, and I need to go back and look at it again. But yeah, that's my input on that subject. Bye for now, Chrissy. Well, I appreciate you clearing up the Jubilee thing, because like I say, I haven't, I haven't listened to Jubilee before. And in fact, uh, Dr. Phil made a comment uh, and directed me to some information to on Facebook as well, which I read. And then he also did another long comment. You see that he one? did, yeah. yeah. I, I, he followed up with that. But I still, uh, I understand the idea. In fact, that the wiki talks about how the reason why they're they're specially credited at the end of the show for spirit, for barring the idea of spare parts, is the fact that it really sounds like when they first started writing the episode, it really was a lot more of a direct comparison to spare parts. It was essentially Mm -hmm. just changing the idea of spare parts in in a way. But as it evolved and they went on, it really became quite a different story. And I, I guess what I was saying last week was my issue with this is the fact that so many people went with this idea as though they didn't see both and said, oh, it's just a direct ripoff. And that was the problem. There's a lot of people were saying, oh, it's just a ripoff of Spare Parts. There's very little difference. And I appreciate the fact that Spare Parts inspired Rise yeah. of the Cybermen. I really appreciate that idea because there are little similarities in it, the, the basis of them. But beyond the little small similarities, they are completely different stories. They're set completely different places. They're set completely different universes. I mean, just... That was what bothered me is when I kept hearing that. Oh, it's just a ripoff of spare parts. Oh, they just redid spare parts. It's not. They are completely, they are apples and oranges right now. And while I applaud them for giving the credit at the end to Mark Platt. Oh, no, Mark Platt wrote Rise of Spider-Man. Uh, whoever wrote, and now I can't remember who wrote Mark Platt had it right. Okay, so Mark Platt who wrote spare parts, but they're giving him a credit, special thanks to recognition. Well, I applaud the fact that they did that because they got the idea from spare parts. I don't feel that they needed to because it was so drastically different sure. in the in the long run that I it wasn't necessary. But yeah, I I, I, I acknowledge the fact that the, the basis was probably the idea from there, but I really got frustrated with all those people online. The the people that don't that I can't get frustrated with are the people that read human nature and then they made the story human nature and uh, family, family of blood, blood and it is really probably the most similar between two stories than anything that's come before and that's because um, was it oh, Paul, that was still even the same writer Paul, yeah, Cornell. Uh, Paul Cornell who just basically adapted for TV and the thing that irritated me the most was I mean he just he readapted it for the 10th Doctor and it was written for the 7th Doctor in the book and a lot of people kept saying that just screws up canon because it's like he did it again as the 10th Doctor and had all the same experiences that's the one where I could see people being a little frustrated with you know a yeah. lot of people were saying oh, you you know there's no canon in Doctor Who and just fluffing it off there was more people fluffing that off than they were defending my point that spare parts and <laughs> but I was in the same boat with the the people that said that well now you've screwed up canon because I think it kind of does you can do whatever you want it's your story and you, we you know 
headcanon is what you make it. But to me, that did kind of that doesn't gel as well as spare parts in Army of or, uh, Age of Steel because those are clearly different adventures. Whereas Human Nature is pretty much the same story, just readapted. So we just need to write a story that fixes it. We'll slap a band aid on it. Yeah, and make exactly. everybody happy. Yeah. Yeah. Get to work like on the that. shock conductor. <laughs> you could totally, you could totally work that into that. Make uh, have the shock. I'd have to go back and problem. revisit both Human Nature and Human Nature: Family of Blood because it's I, off the it's been a, It's been a long time since I've read Human Nature, so not like till next year. Way back when Human Nature finally came, first came out. So, all right. Well, Moving thank you, on. Chrissy. Thanks, yes, Chrissy. thank you, Chrissy. Up next is Holly. And last but not least. <coughs> Holly. Holly, we're going to try and get through your email without interruptions so. and discussions of, uh, of of other natures. So, bear <laughs> 155 with us. IDW Prisoner of Time issues 11 and 12. Hey guys, I'm playing catch up on uh, catch up with Prisoners of Time. I was able to wait, work my way through the first 10 comics over, comics over the past couple of months and was able to read 11 and 12 this past week. Oh, good. The last two issues of this were good. I think they did a good job of wrapping up the story. After Clara gets taken by Adam in, the be- Adam in the beginning of story 11, the Doctor is ready to get to the bottom of this and why Adam is doing what he's doing. The reveal to the 11th Doctor that the Master and Adam teamed up was interesting. I loved 11's comment about the Master going around going around or to extreme wrestling when the Ronnie or with, with the Ronnie, excuse me, was going around or to extreme wrestling with the Ronnie when it was actually the Aeroliths? The Doctor even warns Adam that working with the Master is not the smartest thing to do. The ending of Comic 1, with Adam making the Doctor... I'm sorry, Comic 11, with the Adam making the Doctor have to choose which of his numerous companions to save was dramatic, to say the least. Uh, issue 12, when the Doctor asked to be able to consult with his associates, I didn't have a clue that it was going to be all of his previous <laughs> regenerations. Talk about another multi-Doctor story. <laughs> Gotta love Frobisher and his shape-shifting abilities. Two asking Frobisher to lend a flipper a few panels later and shape-shifting into an auton to distract Adam so Frobisher could release all the companions from their prisons was a great moment. The ending of the story with Adam realizing that the Master was just using him for his own purposes and wanting to redeem himself and save the Doctor and the universe was good. Of course, the Master was able to escape yet again to fight and scheme another day. Well, I'll wrap it up here. Looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts on the final two comics of Prisoners of Time, Holly from Wisconsin. And she, she signed in Holly from Wisconsin just for you, Sean. I feel so much better. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to put Prisoners on Time on hold. Our thoughts on that because first, first we're going to take care of some other business. We're going to discuss the 11th Doctor Revisited. Shouldn't be long. Glenn, what do you think of it? It's good. The one thing I took from this was watching this and recapping match years. You guys know me. I have been the... Not that I'm not sad to see 11 go. But you're very excited for 12. I'm very excited for 12. And so that's really kind of clouded my vision. And maybe I've I've just put the fact that 11's leaving mentally aside. You've made peace with it. Yeah, well, maybe I put it mentally aside by masking it with excitement for Capaldi. I still am excited for Cavalli. But watching this, it really kind of sunk in that, wow, this is kind of it, you know? And it made me really appreciate yeah. the 11th Doctor again more so and kind of put Peter out of my mind for a while. 
um, watching this. So that's what this really did for me was just kind of the recap of his era. And I really kind of enjoyed the way that, and I, I thought they did a, a fine job with this one, kind of just laying down the basics of the 11th Doctor. And it made, actually, as I watched it, I kept thinking, wow, it makes, really makes me want to go back and go back to Series <laughs> 5 and kind of start and watch uh, 11th Really, Doctor. all the revisiteds for the 9, 10, and now 11 it makes me want to go back and rewatch the entire that done series. That for you? Yeah. No, 11 is the one that really did it for me. So, if anything, it made me appreciate, it kind of set my excitement for Cabaldi aside, Cabaldi aside, and really appreciate the, the 11th Doctor and, and what he's brought to the character. And it's now watching that, I think I'm going to be very sad <laughs> next week when we when we see uh, the Christmas special. Isn't that odd? Because that's the exact same reaction I had. Is I sat down to watch it, and I even went into this one with a little bit of a bah humbug attitude. It's like, oh, I've got to watch that revisited before we record Sunday. <laughs> okay. And I told Mel, she's like, oh, one of those. Okay, yeah, we can watch it tonight. And we sat down and watched it, and just as it unfolded, it was like, I'm really gonna miss Matt. I, I just it, it it just hit me. Welcome to my team. Yeah, I, I mean really, it it really because I've been in the same boat. I mean I'm gonna be sad to see him go anyway, but I was so excited for 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 Capaldi and for something different. And I can't say Capaldi. I, you did very the, good. That uh, was the good first job. time. You did really well. And my Capaldi. every you know the fiber of my being is going no. It's not right. I keep messing it up. Still saying Capaldi. It just sounds better. Capaldi. I know. Henceforth, he shall be named Capaldi. Because <laughs> that's more of a who name. Is this for something? You can have some. Yay! I finally get a rice krispie treat. <laughs> Yay! But, um, yeah, I, I just, you know, it's, it's not that I'm ready to see Matt go. It's not that I'm chomping at the bit to get rid of him. I just, oh, yeah, cool. Capaldi's going to be great. You know, he's going to be awesome. Watching this was just it's, like, it's the oh, realization I'm not of, ready oh, wait, yet. that means Matt has to leave to first yeah. to get Capaldi. Yeah, it, 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 it really just hit me watching this. Um, that I, that I kind of took that away from it too. Watching the the interview pieces and, and when he would, you know, tangent off on something, and then the arm would come <laughs> up and he'd scratch the back of his head. It's just like I'm really going to miss That's, this. He put so much of himself into the, uh, the yeah. role too. I don't think you realize that until you see Matt Smith sit down in an interview or in something else. You well, know, yeah. <laughs> um, you see how much that he really brings yeah. of himself to the role, and, and he adds to it. Don't get me wrong, but if that that really hits home when you see him talk about yeah. things in interviews and normal. Unlike David Tennant, <laughs> when you see him in an interview and he's got that thick Scottish or a, yeah, Scottish yeah, accent. It's very and much it's like, a- takes you completely out of you. Like, that's not the voice that's supposed to be coming out of that man's face. <laughs> Any thoughts on the discussions they had in it? Um, strangely enough, this one felt much more inclusive. Uh, aside from one glaring issue, I River. thought. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, did they even mention her in 10? They did, they? did I don't remember. Her. She I was mentioned that. in 10, yeah. She, it was set up, but and I, which I thought they would expand Expand on, on that and, expl- and maybe explain the mystery to some that probably watched and didn't quite understand or anything. I don't know. Especially since she's in the two episodes following the yeah, special. Yeah, well, I guess maybe that's why. They didn't want to ruin that surprise of you haven't I seen these. I suppose it could be, yeah. But then again, you don't get the reveal in that either. So. Right. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, that, that was kind of the one glaring thing that I kept waiting for, for Alex Kingston to show up, and, and she didn't. And then I kept thinking, well, she probably probably couldn't get her. But like, man, they got everybody else. Yeah, they really. I mean, know, not I'll just companion you. wise, but I they mean, got, it, it just, uh, I was kind of surprised they had uh, Kevorkian. Yeah, she did not look like 
You know what I think they did is is because they're recent Who people. I think that they've gotten them in the UK while they were doing other things and set oh. them down. Because if you'll notice, the lighting on some of them are different, oh, as though they've true. taken and just quickly dropped a background behind them. They might because have. there's a lot of places you can hear kind of some echoey background noise, like maybe they were at a convention and they pulled them aside. Oh. And so I got the impression that was instead of come here and come into our studio she and wasn't sit in the down, same outfit that she was at Cali, was she? No, she wasn't. Okay. No, in fact, she looked very hip and retro. She did her, very uh, hip. Uh, very, well, not, retro's not mod. For, mod, yes. Kevorkian's um, kind of hot. But anyway, <laughs> for, for an older lady, she's gorgeous. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, I got the impression just because those things stuck out, especially with uh, Karen Gillen's, Gillen's, uh, Karen Gillen's hair. Uh, well, well, that, she was, had so, hair. that was so but short. Was her, her hair really short? No. It no, no, no. It was really, it was, long, it was really clearly, this, hers was clearly recorded before she, yeah. or she's got the wig on, but it didn't look like a wig It didn't look like a wig. It looked very, and Matt's was very obviously, right after yeah. Angel State Manhattan. A lot of, yeah. She had Matt's, a lot of hair. Matt, well, she had oh, a lot of hair, but she had her bangs cut. Did you notice yes, that? I she did doesn't usually have her bangs cut in the series. Oh, yeah, series. yeah, yeah. That's right. That's and Matt's was his hair from before his shave head yeah. as well. So they did those interviews, but that's why I say I think they grabbed them somewhere. Now, Matt's right, looked right. like it was a studio interview, but just, the, 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 I could tell the lighting differences. The, I mean, mm. they still used that animated background behind yeah. but I just could tell. And I think that they must have done that with everybody. They just grabbed them when they could and went to them instead of having them come to a studio. The one thing, the other one other thing I'll say about this, <laughs> Stephen Muffin <laughs> looked like he had this really kind of like wrinkled, pulled out of a suitcase, <laughs> button-down shirt underneath a suit coat. <laughs> Did that not bother anybody? I didn't else? notice it. I think he had. He must have been somewhere, and they pulled him in and said, "Here." And he, well, I got to at least put the suit coat. On. You know, it's, it's like it was so unkempt and and like and like he pulled it out of a suitcase, all wrinkled. See, and then he had this this nice suit coat over. It wasn't even a sports jacket. It was like a, it was, suit, it was coat. a suit coat. And I went, "How odd of a combination!" I noticed that and thought it was weird until, uh, is it Marcus Wilson, who's the other executive producer? Mm-hmm. Who's got the little zip-up. Until he showed up, and he's in the little zip-up. But he's been in that. He's been in that, and, been in that and I haven't noticed Moffat in this. Yeah. The other thing you notice But then Rory Moffitt, shows up in a t-shirt, and I'm like, they Moffitt, let you out of the house in that. Moffat borrowed that suit coat from somebody, and you know how I know? Because there's one part where he pulls his arm up, and he's got his arm up here in front of his face, and that suit coat is pulled clear back to here. That yeah, coat did fit. not fit him. <laughs> you could see, like, at least six inches of his sleeve sticking out of that suit coat. It was the wrong size. And I'm sorry that that bothered me, but that just popped right out at me, and I was like, oh my gosh, he he had a wrinkled shirt on Utah, and decided, huh? you know, I better make it look like it's my map of Utah. I looked at that and I thought, how unkempt does he look in this? And then he's trying to disguise it with a suit coat that's like two sizes too small. That's all I have to say there was, there was an element to it that did just kind of feel like it was thrown together. The interviews parts do. Yeah, I don't think that the I thought the editing was well oh, done no, as far as well the, the clips and stuff. But yeah, I watched this so long ago I don't remember much else about it. <laughs> There's not much really else to say. I mean, I, I, yeah. I they they covered the big monsters. They covered the Weeping Angels, which which is they really is a mat, and yeah, they, they covered the silence, which is a mat. Um, I kind of thought they'd mentioned the resurgence of Silurian. Since that was the new villain for his run uh, initially, yeah. uh, I think the, in most the, of these we've only gotten back. two villains, right? It's going to get more water. And I, I don't water. know. What. I was thinking, well, I, I was thinking <laughs> I hadn't gotten my glass of water yet, but I do. Um, 
But I think I think we've only gotten two villains yeah. in most of these. So, but yeah, those are the two big ones. Those, yeah. are, those are the big ones. But now I just um, I, I thought it was it was a nice capstone moment, and it, it kind of brought the series back up on that bittersweet high note yeah. that you know compared to what had the last couple of words like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> To, to, to get to this one, specifically eight and nine, those are really the two dogs. <laughs> the set. Uh, I think three was pretty low too. And three, but um, yeah, I brought it up and and it it, it kind of made me and six excited. <laughs> six was good. Yeah. It was all Colin. Yeah. <laughs> it was all Colin. At least it got Colin. Yeah, yeah that's true. And get eight. No, it's not like they. Yeah. Well, Paul McGann obviously had scheduling and issues. Each doctor, except for yeah. Well, we know that now from the five-ish doctors, but... He was shooting Night of the Doctor. He couldn't be there. <laughs> well, he was shooting all the whatever television appearances he had programs that he was shooting. Television commitments, as television. he called But, um... um it, it, as odd as it is, it kind of makes me look forward to the hour-long special that they're going to do. I think that's the one that's on the DVD. No. The one that's the Farewell to Matt. Oh, that one. That one. That one. I don't know. You're, you're kind of a sadist, aren't you? <laughs> I'll watch him. Say he's not leaving. Look at us celebrating his We're going to call it time. Matt Smith. Goodbye, farewell, amen. And you'll be like... <laughs> <laughs> he's still here. Um, he's not gone. I, I will, uh, as, as a kind of a final note on the Revisiteds, for anybody who is new to the whole shindig, I... Firmly now, I'm convinced that the the box sets they're releasing, you know, where you get the revisited and then whatever they aired afterwards, totally the way to get into it. Oh, in the classic who? Yeah, I mean, despite the fact that we've had issues with what was shown or what wasn't, or you know, okay. who was included or whatnot, I I, I I put my my new who goggles on. It's still not a bad introduction yeah. to classic who. Yeah, really. I, I, I looked at it through those eyes and, and thought, ultimately, you know, that's that, that's what, that, that's what it should have served its said purpose. Said that so. last week, yeah. but I think they all do serve their purpose. So, so there's that. I say that a lot. <laughs> so there's. I just, that. Re- I just realized I heard myself say it twice last week, and I've already said it two or three times today. That's true. Well, I say that a lot. So there's that. So there's that. That means I'm done, and I don't want to talk about the subject anymore. <laughs> you should. That's, that's my segue. I don't segue. Well, guess what? We're going to talk about. Matt in print form. Hopefully, because I can't get my comic flow to pull up any comics. I think my I think the iOS uh, update uh, on my, my iPad. Uh, actually, I'm using my Kindle app because I couldn't get it to my pull library. up in my uh, comic. I was kind. Of, I was okay. Going on to the comic. Oh, Forever Autumn. Yeah, I read that. It was kind of nice. I, I liked that he revisited all of the previous places where the companions were taken, or at least six of them. Which was kind of a nice take up two pages, and then it was just. <laughs> conti- so I was kind of like, well, big how splashy are, pages. How are they going to make this last for two more issues? And having Clara taken off the top yeah, is the smart way to do real it. Real early on, and then him investigating and finding Adams. Let me ask stash. you: It was cool that it became know, a detective story all of a sudden. Has yeah. IDW finished the Amy and Rory? Storyline in their comics. Had yeah, they the, the last one came well, out but it was, this week. Okay, no, was, Clara, last week. It was, was Clara. Yeah. Was Clara in any of the I think new she, line? I think she was. Yeah. She was. Okay, yeah. they finished their run last. Because oh, if you, uh, yes. I, I think if you notice, in, you only get Clara from the back here 
you don't get a shot of her face. It made me wonder if they just hadn't got into their license with Clara yet and they couldn't use her. I, th- I think they had. And that's why she's taken. Her. So, okay, then that's that kind of blows my I, theory. I could be wrong about well, that. Well, they have the meeting in the 12th issue. Yeah, but that's why I, that would have been another month if, later. Yeah, it was but. a month later, and so I wonder if maybe they got that managed. But that's why they had to do the last month this way is because they still, you technically you can't take on the next companion until it's cleared, and it makes me wonder if that's why they did that. But if they just I'm did sure. the Clara I'm story, checking now. I don't know why they would have had Clara rights anyway, since they're this is pretty much their swan song. They're done after these, after they finish off these uh, these. Uh, titles but and i think they have one more issue of total to release is that right just the the, the official final uh, 50th anniversary final yeah mm-hmm. but i thought that was a clever way to get about and t- about it and then finding because you, you really there it was probably the best way to we've got to go find adam wherever he is and since he's been hidden so well from the Doctor so much, it makes sense that they spend half the issue trying to find him, mm-hmm. and then half the issue talking. This was a talky episode or it talky was, issue. It was. It was, I, very it was a really, really wordy yeah, I issue. We, I think it, I get the if, I get the impression it was more of a we need to really kind of we got to uh, move this plot along. Yeah, pl- flesh this plot. This, out this was now. the exposition mm-hmm. third episode yeah, of a TV absolutely. show. Which, absolutely, and I never. I kind of, I think it was Holly or Chrissy that kind of never really bought Adam as a villain, mm-hmm. and I think it's brilliant that they ended up pairing him up with it, yeah, with the Master. Well, it works because it it, it meets the Master's mo mm-hmm. of needing to tag along with somebody else because mm-hmm. he never does anything by himself, and it works with um, Adam kind of being propped up a little bit because he's not necessarily a super villain. Well, I think yeah. that's the that's the thing is is all along for the first 10 issues it's almost like you're convinced that maybe he is, but how did he get to this point? Yeah. And it's almost reassuring when the master shows up that you kind of realize that oh, okay, well, he never ever achieved that super villain status. He never got to that point and he still needed help even in the long run. So I I I appreciated that aspect of it. Agreed. And then I, I really like the cliffhanger of choose, or I'm going to save the one and blow the rest. And up. that's quite a. That's why. I, I, and this panel is just really cool. It was a really cool case. panel. It was important for people to know that there was going to be. There was a stake. An, a twelfth uh, issue. Well, because, yeah, that's be, beforehand, because yeah, this is a really dramatic and heavy ending. Well, that and the fact that I, I like the way the panel's laid out because. The companions are not in the order in which they were taken. No, they're just and they're in, not in the order of Doctor. They're just kind of there. Yeah. And so then it, oh, it, look, it he even stole Jenny. It yeah. It required you to really draw your attention to who's it in this you really case. Look at it, you yeah. know, and, and and who else in here? And and some of them I felt again the artwork may have let me down just a little bit because I. Yeah, I'm the, so much appreciative though that this is who did the eleventh story because it's such a talky. Yeah, yeah. And that this artist did they this do. story because I love oh, the art this, of the twelve. Just these two panels capture eleven so well yeah. on the I very think last they do. page. I think they do, and through most of it, it captures him. But I, 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 I was Sean. I didn't appreciate the artwork in this one, and I was so glad that they had a different artist do twelve because that's the one that really needed more of the the artwork that's appropriate in twelve. So, hmm. in issue twelve, 
iOS update blanked my library in Comic Flow. Oh. That's oh. very angry. No, I, I couldn't go. I couldn't even get anything to load into mine. So I, 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 have, I mean, I, I just re-downloaded yeah. them from your Dropbox actually, so that I could get them back in here. But yeah, Clara definitely in the current run. That okay. was the most recent. Yeah, issue. that's the issue that just came out. So maybe they had to wait until the twelfth issue came out before they finally got. Yeah, I don't know how far back. Because, like I say, at the beginning of this one, you don't see her. Yeah, it's true. In fact, I don't even think they reference. Well, they do. But... So anyway, moving on to tw- the twelfth story. So uh, there's there's problems with the map, yeah. and, <laughs> and the fact that the I want this place filled full of concrete. Did that bug anybody else? The map. <laughs> <laughs> The concrete in, in, thing in, fa- was... in fairness, the map does have a big circle on it, not an X. <laughs> that general so area. He could be saying it's not here. Oh, maybe yes. You know, yeah. I, I don't know what's over here. But this isn't where it is. It's not over here. Yeah. The X is on the <laughs> other side of the map. Yeah, just we just don't frame. get to see the X. It's you, you, on the other side of Salt Lake City. There, yeah, so. so. <laughs> um. Reaching. <laughs> Um, yeah, that and the concrete. Where was this vault full of concrete? Yeah, I get the impression that they're going to fill the entire thing. Full. She makes which, that, like... Which, that would have been a lot of concrete. Yeah, there probably wasn't enough concrete. I thought we so I wonder if they decided that they're just going to fill in the... Free- I think this is what we talked about. I think they decided that that was just going to be too expensive and cost-effective, and so they, you know, just filled in the first level, because nobody could get past the concrete, so... Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Until you bring in a demolitions team and some explosives. I was going to say, I thought we discussed all of this in 9 when he we did. <laughs> we revealed did. his plan. Sorry, I'm going Let's to move on to the because this, I, really, I wasn't blown away this. by this except for the end. Of Here, this. Here's my problem, though. Is that Again, I, it was I, exposition. It was not great I wound up, I could, I, I artwork. I read 10 and couldn't stop, so I went ahead and rushed into 11. So I, it's been a month since I've read this. <laughs> I will say this for, for, for your real copy, Keith, is it's so nice to be able to have this panel. Because you can see both pages. To yeah. see both pages, <laughs> thing, as opposed you know, to flipping Sean, back and forth digitally. And without the watermark. It was nice reading an issue without trying to... I just say in in comic flow you can actually turn it sideways and no yeah there's a way to do it must be a setting thing it must be because I, I on comic flow which unfortunately I can't open it now but in comic flow you can pull and it'll give you split pages together huh. oh well so yeah eleven was a good third act <laughs> episode for setup for. What's going oh, on? no, it won't, because these are PDF. These aren't CBRs. Yeah. That's why. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not crazy. You're I just not. play one on TV. Mm-hmm. Well, halfway through up season, what they call season three in the comics was Rory and Amy. So I don't know when they did the switchover. But by at least 13. Let's talk about issue 12. Did. Who the heck is this guy? <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that, isn't that the backside of Cavalli? Is that, what we're going, is that what we're claiming? I don't know. I didn't pay that much attention. It's issue 12. All of the issues have had a doctor on them so far, it's so we worst, need to have an issue. It's the worst issue cover, but it, unfortunately, because it had to be the center of the TARDIS, <laughs> when you put all these together, on, why not? they had to have something there. And I guess that, they couldn't have made the it the sign, could they? No, that would be on, it's the, on the wrong side. Yeah. Yeah. See, it very much looks, in my mind, this looks like the back of Baker with the hat and the coat. I but, don't see a hat. What hat? 
I think it's supposed That's to be collar. It's I think popped. It's, oh, it's the master then. Maybe it is. Yeah, but it's brown. It's in the TARDIS lighting. Yeah, as I say, I think it might be that orange glow. I'm, I'm going to buy a master before I buy a doctor. Yeah, it's the, the collar's pop. I kind of figured it was Adam. Although the master doesn't really have that big of a collar when you look yes, at it, it in here. Now look. Oh, you're right, because it's yeah. not the Time Lord collar. It's the Anthony Amos mm-hmm. collar. Or Anthony. Well, I suppose it's if he's got his traveling cloak on from the five nah, doctors. maybe. Then. I don't know. <laughs> it's a cover. There's a silence on this one. And they're not in the issue. Well, yeah, we just we, we already that we made our time. peace with that. He's bringing it back up. Um, <laughs> it's a cover. It's a cover. And there's some much better co- alternate covers. I especially opinion. like the one of all oh, eleven doctors on it. Unfortunately, that one. The only one that was that a cover. Okay, then it's yeah, an I do like, cover. I do like that one. Um, well, it was, after, it was after was the proof covers. That's why I, I like the, the uh, yeah the ash can. I like this one, except for you had to get two different covers to get yeah, everybody. I, I, like, I like the ash can version better than the color one, actually. This was yeah, second. the ash can is better. Than, okay. The alternate was the other alternate was oh, without the was font. that before? Oh, it was before. That's why I didn't think about that being so. That was a proof for that one for that cover. Yeah. Yeah, that one's good. I like that. Um, one. This one was just like. Okay. Really? I could have made that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, well, well, that's that. the problem is they've all had the real picture yeah. covers, so this is their real picture yeah, cover yeah. version um, of the comic manufacturers and, and IDW poorly. in particular. But you see whose who's vortex that is? The diamond one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fourth Doctor Um for, for, here, Here's a note to all you comic manufacturers out there, and IDW in particular. Yes, I know that this is a licensed tie-in, and that you probably were given all kinds of cool promotional shots to use. Please don't. It's yeah, a comic no, book. Sorry. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to buy a comic book that's got somebody's picture on it because then well, all of a sudden you, it's a magazine. You don't have to, Sean, because it all kinds of different covers. Yeah, that's true. But. And you got yours for free anyway because you got a preview copy. So. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm teasing you. Just saying. Okay, so uh, I thought I thought the artwork inside the issue. <laughs> I love it. Is, is really it's good. very what comic books. Yeah, art which should be in my mind is yeah. this it's is just this is what, what my, comic my perfect be. example of comic book art, it, and it does all the doctors so well. It does. I think, it, unfortunately, as you Kelly mentioned, Yates. as you mentioned, Kelly. I think there's some shots in that that capture Matt a lot better than well, this because, like, yeah. this is Matt and this one, and to me, that's not quite Matt Smith there. And so, I, I really was disappointed with some of the they, shots they, of, of, of Matt Smith, the eleventh Doctor. Artists. This one, this one's good. This one's. Very Matt Smith. Yeah, they did. That's a totally different artist, Keith. Yeah. Can't you? You, you can tell. I'm each, each, tell each, each I was just telling you that artwork was crap just about five minutes ago. And then praising this one, of course, is different. This one's a pretty good. It's for a minimalist shot of, of, uh, of the 11th Doctor there. I thought was pretty good. But then as you go through here, there's some shots that just don't quite do it. They're just not very 11th Doctor. But that's my biggest complaint because I think all the other Doctors are realized very well, especially Eccleston. I think he looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the Ainley Master is dead on, in my opinion, uh, in almost every shot of him. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my other problem was the first Doctor is very, very poorly realized, but everybody else. Oh, and it great. seems like uh, did, did it feel to you guys that all the Doctors had even things to do? I think they. I thought it still centers around eleven the most. Eleven, as obviously, it as it should, or in, in nine, and nine. Well, yes, as it should, as it though, should. as well, because that's a tieback. But I really <coughs> felt that it balanced everybody back beyond that 
okay. I didn't think everybody got as much time, but I think it was balanced well enough. So yes, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. Everybody at least got a line. Everybody got a a moment. Uh, like uh, four kneeling down next to K nine as he fires at the autons, and he says, "That's a good dog." You know, I mean, it's just little things like that. They they did right in this story. And I could totally hear eight saying, "And you want to give this up?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Up? That was that was a very good eight line. I really have no complaints with <laughs> it, 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 this culmination of awesomeness. That's just it. Is it, it I, I could complain about the fact that for uh, the here, here's what we get: twelve issues, the culmination, the pinnacle, the crowning moment. Every companion, every doctor, in a free for all fist fight with yeah. autons. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? I've got every companion and every doctor. I'm That's okay. I'm exactly, I'm going the same place, and I think Chrissy made the same point. I just, if I sat down and this had just been just structurally a, a story that was released in the middle of a, a run one time, I'd have gone, "Oh, this was a terrible way to do this." But as the culmination, and all of my companions and all my doctors are there, and this is the 50th anniversary, and it's the biggest multi-doctor story I've seen in comics, I was just fine with it. Yeah. I was like, "Wow!" And this is the only medium. This year, that we've really gotten everybody together. Yeah. Aside from the actual 50. Oh, that's true. Well, I mean, but, <laughs> no, 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 okay. I mean, from beginning to end, I'm okay. sorry. Yeah. From beginning to end, yes. I'm sorry. I, I, that's, that was, you're right. But from beginning to end is what I meant. In, the, sa- in the same scene. The well, same no, because there was the scene in, at the end of the well, 50th. Well, in the same room. All, in the same. No, they were in the same at the end of the 50th. Oh, yeah, that's true. In the, in the fog. That, yes, but that's, <laughs> that was more of a... Involving that was more of a step out of the story dream image. That wasn't him really stepping out with all of the. They 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 they, they had a meeting and then they went and got coffee. Ah, okay. (laughs) That's totally how that works. Well, if that works for you, then okay. I loved all the little moments that you got. um, I don't think Grace looks like Grace again. No, still. Actually, I think that looks more like her than the other issue did. I can tell that. Oh wait, that might be (laughs) Daphne Ashbrook as opposed to the other one where it didn't really. Is this it, is better. I'll it's give you it's that. better. It still doesn't look it like it. doesn't look like her, but it's better. I can at least tell who it's Am, am to I be. mistaken? Or is this the first? No, I wouldn't have known that was her if the Eighth Doctor wasn't there and made that comment. <laughs> well, that's true. I would not have known that. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know if I go that far. Am, am I mistaken? Or is this the first official confirmation that we've gotten that it is Mr. and uh, Mrs. Smith? No, it was in the time. Wasn't it implied? That. No, I mean, they, they were together, but... There was a line about being married. Was there a line about getting married? She says... She, he addresses her as Mrs. Smith, and he addresses him as Mrs. Smith. Oh, yeah. okay. Then never mind. He addresses her as Mrs. Smith, and she addresses him as Mr. Smith. Yeah. I And I also... I love the shot when they're first getting all out, and there's Rory and Susan and then Jamie. I just think that's really well composed. But I get the impression this is before they're married. Oh, yeah. He because does, the he doctor says, says Mr. Mr. Smith, Smith and Miss Jones. Yeah, yeah, well, so in, my, in my head, Karen, and they were married. They were, pulled, <laughs> no, they were pulled out of time. Because this is, in fact, look, she doesn't have the yeah, dreads. Yeah, she's, she's in a different, the, yeah, the, different, different outfit. That's so. She didn't have dreadlocks, but she had, like, the braids. That's her season three run. Right, yeah. This is clearly her season three. Well, this is where she was pulled out of. And I thought it was interesting that the panel right below that uh, is that the sixth doctor is the one that says the fighting is stupid and pointless. <laughs> Like, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of, of, of well, he says Mr. Smith and Mrs. Miss Jones. Yeah. I, I read it wrong. Just oh, okay. move on. 
I'm sorry, there's a watermark there. It turns out. Well, yeah, consider- <laughs> well, well actually, I thought that was kind of funny going back to the Sixth Doctor because the Sixth Doctor is the se- the uh, the era that they felt was the most violent. The Doctor was the most violent, and I actually thought that was kind of a funny. Oh, well, we, we've done this ton in chung and cheek. Is the the reason he says all this fighting is stupid and pointless? I li- because it's said in the way that the Sixth Doctor would say it. And then it's almost like meta, like we're referencing the fact that it's the, you know he's making the most pacifistic line from the era that was probably considered the most violent in Doctor Who. I thought that was intentionally done. Let, let, let's let's talk about the fact that uh, the Sixth Doctor pretty much saves the day here because <laughs> he, he stops everybody from fighting because the fighting is pointless, and it's his companion Frobisher who, from beginning to end, foiled. Every plot, every scenario, yep. every you don't have a remote control, you don't have this. It's Whoever sat down and 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 uh, outlined, for the penguin. <laughs> outlined this storyline, they were really a fan of Frobisher. Yeah, they really were, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I can't wait to do our Frobisher archive. Yeah, I oh, I can't either. Because so excited! Oh, it's a clever way to. I do know it. very little about Frobisher still, and I'm excited to go back and, and hear and listen and read some of the, the uh, uh, printed materials of him. And, and I, I'm, I used to, you know, when I first was introduced to Frobisher long ago, just in glimpses and wiki articles and things like that, I thought it was the silliest thing I'd ever seen. And the more that this is, and I hear about Frobisher and this. Story particularly has made me so love for the character of Frobisher, and I don't know, still don't know that much about him. So I'm, I'm stoked that we're going to. Well, just the go characterization we get of him in this archive is just he, he, he goes beyond the penguin physique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I agree. Here's a a, a a true in my mind true comic art panel. This is so GI yeah, Joe, the explosion and just the shadow in the background yep. getting wasted. Yep. I really enjoyed that. Not so much that it was well, yeah, because so, it was Adam, but. <laughs> <laughs> so we get the return of the Autons from the Sixth Doctor story and the Angley Master, but we don't get any resolution from that story or really any hint of what Frobisher's been doing this whole time. Is it just me that, that noticed that? What, wasn't he... He was, he was, he was disguised as, as something. Well, uh, he, he was, was disguised he was, as a remote control, but what right, was he, he was, doing before he was that? He was disguised as Perry originally. When they captured him, and yeah, then he so then snuck he, out he of the container, out, right. and, and then contacted the tenth doctor. Right. And then, so I guess we assume this is right after that, yeah. don't you? I mean, I because know. he wasn't well, there all that long. Be, there's, I mean, well, I don't exactly. Know, they they there's haven't a, established it. But the thing is, there's a wibbly wobbly thing. So there wasn't a whole eleven story and ten story and nine it's story. It's all happening at the same time in their own respective timelines. Right. So this moment comes shortly after. Every one of those stories that we did, there hasn't been a gap in time because if there was, everybody is sent back, and obviously they thank you, Day of the Doctor. Their memories they forget because their timelines are out of sync, um, which totally fixes a lot of things like the five doctors and three doctors <laughs> for me and the two doctors. But anyway, although three and two seem to remember each other really well when five comes back around, when the, the fifth doctors comes around. But anyway, that maybe, fixes maybe once you come back into contact, it all floods you back. Remember that your companion was taken out, kidnapped out of your well, timeline. Why wouldn't you remember that from, from era to era? So to me, it goes out. I used to have companions. They wandered off. 
that's just it. So it's a it's a from that moment and back to that moment kind of thing. So this is all kind of happening for now for Adam. It's probably you know it's it's obviously been, it's it's happening as he's, he's going. It, but but for from their perspective, this is happening simultaneously. So. It worked for me. I didn't think okay. Frobisher was there hiding for a long time. Yeah, no, he, he was there fairly. Did we? What, what? What do we think of Adam's redemption? I liked it. It was. Not I thought it was enough. nice, but I thought it was a little strong. Um, like he did cap- kidnap everyone, and then the problem he, is he turns tail on the master. Okay, <laughs> I expected that. It's a little heavy-handed, and in the sense of the way that he. Does it? It this story made it seem like the master was manipulating him more than no, I think he actually was. No, well, no, I think he was. This gives me the impression that Adam was being manipulated by the master more so. That's why I say earlier on, I feel like well, they're making they're turning Adam into this really smart super villain, and this one strips that away and makes me think that there was just a lot more of the master's influence. And so when he turns on the master. Then I think that he it does allow for the redemption, even which the beautiful moment is the fact that that nine agrees. Yeah, and that he, he says there. the you know rest now. So uh, no, I, I think I was fine with that. And it, it's it's almost a typical redemption story for. I mean, look at Vader. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean true. he turned three hundred or one hundred and eighty degrees at the end of Return of the Jedi, and I'm fine with the way that played out. This was kind of the same yeah, thing to me. Was the, the we turn one eighty and yeah, it, you're right. He does. <laughs> he even has a chest plate. But he turns the one eighty, and it really felt like that moment from Return of the Jedi. So, so that works for me in this as well. I think more than anything, it's the the, the the one panel where the master says, "I've had to listen to your simpering for decades, mewling self pity, but it was all worth it to orchestrate this level of vengeance against the man who's thwarted me time and again." I, I just I kind of thought that it's still Adam's plan. It was still Adam's doing. It the master was there at Adam's. jumped on. He, 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 he yeah, the, well the the way the, no. the way that I interpreted this is that Adam came up with the plan. Adam had the know how. Adam got everything done, and the master was brought in as as assistant. And the master kind of thought, "Yeah, sure, I'll play that role, and then I'll spring this on you at the last minute and take over." But but it really is not so much the the, the master in that advisory role as he was wants to do is, is still whispering in his ear and pushing him towards Keeping certain him things. On track. If yeah. Adam, my impression of this, if Adam hadn't been. If Adam had done this all by himself, I don't think he could have pulled it off, is the impression I get when you finally get to the 12th issue. I get the yeah. impression that he is in charge. He is manipulating. Even with that backstory reference that we get in the ninth story, the ninth issue, I really got the impression that, that Adam was the mastermind. When we get to this and the little comments that the master makes, and it wasn't almost like a, I was just waiting for that moment to spring – I got the impression that he was probably manipulating and whispering suggestions and maybe guiding him so that he was a success. That if Adam had done this himself, it probably would have derailed on him before it even got started. So I got the impression from this 12th issue that the master really was kind of puppeteering without making it look like... He was puppeteering. Yeah, I could see it that way too. I guess. But. I mean, that's why I think when that's I, why initially... the redemption works for me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm <laughs> fixing that all my in my own head. See, when I initially read it, I thought, oh. The master teamed up with him after six. Six is issue. 
And that's how that that's when they teamed well, up. Well, I thought and I sort carried of on went that direction until I said it's been decades, and I thought, well, he's, he must have been there all along. Uh, I guess I figured. Again, we how long it took. Well, yeah, we don't know how long all of this took. See, I that's don't think problem. that this is in sequence to. I don't think right after the sixth Doctor story where we see the Ainley Master. I think that was probably the Master from another timeline, from a, from an earlier time in his timeline. And this is happening later than what that happened. So that was two masters. Yeah, but do we think this is after? This is this is obviously after he gets chased off. Although he that almost the fixes comment, he comes though, back in seven. It I'm working makes, for somebody. Yeah, it but. almost ma- fixes the fact that yeah, he was trying to basically trap the six doctors so that so, so Adam, Adam could, could capture him. That's right. I forgot about that. But then in the seventh Doctor story. He, he mentions that he's working different. for someone. Yeah. So I can see those being out of order. Is it, is it, it's seven where he mentions that he's working for someone, isn't he? I thought so, yeah. yeah. Maybe it was six. Yeah, so I'm thinking it was six one. But... At any rate. Yeah. You know what? Eleven doctors. <laughs> really? Companions. I'm that, fine with that's, this. That overshadows everything yeah. else of the story. Of, Light at the end probably doesn't work as well if it didn't have all the doctors in it for me too. But so well, I, I don't know. I, just, I don't think I agree. The, the, the final. The, no, it was it was well written too. The final page, a companion true. Do we come down I, on the I think side? That's of, where I think it's a little over the top do, of the redemption. Do, do we come down on the? I mean, well, because obviously it's it's meant to be a haha that's, for all of you people that never considered Adam Mitchell a companion. No. <laughs> Boom! Here it, really it is. is. Well, but, to I me, mean, he was in two stories. I don't even go to the traveled in the TARDIS. He was in two stories where he helped the Doctor. Well, didn't really help him in the second one, but I, I would consider him. A I've always, always considered him a companion, so I don't know. That might have been... Drew the, asked me the, 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 the slippery question. So what what determines a companion? And I went, oh, man. <laughs> can of worms you're opening up. Because some people think this and some people think mm-hmm. that. Um, I have to admit, to I'm me, still this is, a little this torn is, on this. To me, this is Ghost Anakin standing there watching Luke at the end. This is Again, it's another Return of the Jedi that's this not over the top Anakin for me thing. because that's young Anakin. Yeah, well, I don't like young Anakin. Anakin. I want old Anakin. Well, <laughs> That doesn't make sense. To me, that's old Anakin, too. But, but it, that, 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 works, young, to me, that that's works, young Anakin. That works for that moment, though. I had that so. conversation this week, too. Somebody was trying to figure out who this action figure was. And I was like, oh, that's Anakin. That's not old Anakin. That's old Anakin. He was never old. Okay, oh, yeah, so... I explain all the well, like they made an action figure of a ghost. Yeah, you did it, Lucas. <laughs> You've eradicated from a bunch of people's young people's minds. Yeah, so. at least I remember success. it. But um, I don't know. I'm still a little torn on the whole true companion status. I don't know a companion true. I, can can you no, really consider me. someone who kidnapped everyone, even though he decided to redeem himself at the end, the true companion? I think the ultimate sacrifice and redemption is what the ultimate sacrifice is what is worthy of the redemption. The ultimate sacrifice. The ultimate sacrifice was worth the redemption. Works for me. It was, it was a good way to end it. It's a good way to end it. You won't change my mind. It, it wasn't until afterwards I started thinking about. It. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. Yeah. It works for the story. It works well for the story. 
Agreed. It works for the show. Sean, what are we going to come up I, with? I, I, I also love the line where he's like, in, a, in a true Davros moment that he's going to eliminate everything. Yeah. And, and his comment is finally some peace and quiet because, <laughs> ah, he's still got the drums going on in his head in this ah, bit. Yes. I like that. Yeah, still oh. trying to get rid of those drums. Still trying to get rid of those drums. Um, what is on the schedule for next week? We've got... Um, <laughs> I'll pull it up. Christmas. Christmas with the the Vortex crew. We're going to be doing the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe for Friday night. Are you actually for Friday night? Who? Hmm? Are you going to come over for the or Are you going to do it from home? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't thought about it. There, may, there uh, may be gifts. Uh, there there uh, could uh, be crackers at least. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, we got to do our tradition. You got to come. Sarah, unfortunately, Sarah won't be able to make it. Oh, she has to work the next day. I got a lot. I got a lot going on Saturday too, so I don't know. Hmm. Or, or, short or, episode, or, or so. we could save the crankers for actual recording. We could do that. When we discuss the Christmas episode. Maybe we ought to do that. I have leftovers from last year, so <laughs> we still may have some leftovers. Even if I take them for the Christmas special. We bought a really big box. We'll plan our uh, stuff off air. What's we'll figure on that the schedule? <laughs> so Dr. Widow in the Wardrobe uh, is uh, our show for next week on Friday Night Who. Our show is the actual... Um, Retrospective, 50th retrospective. The 50th retrospective of the 11th Doctor's era, and we'll be reviewing uh, The Time Machine, Destiny the, of the Doctor. Destiny of the Doctor uh, audio story. Right. So, yes, that's what it is. You guys need to get listened to now. Got a week. I have listened to it. And then the following, I may have to re-listen, because it's... Is it dense? It's called the time machine. I'm willing to bet there's some wibbly wobbly <laughs> going on. It's not so much. Well, I can't say why I need to listen to it again. It's a wrap up story, and where the comic book is very visual, and you can see how it's working out. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of focus on what's going on and how things tie in. So I can safely say that. And then the following week, we will be doing Fires of Pompeii. <clears throat> and uh, which will lead us right up into the Christmas special, and we will review that the following week. Yay! So, all right. That is that. Anything else for this week, guys? I don't think so. Oh, all right. Sure. If not, until next week. I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.